everybody. It's that time again. It's two dudes talking about movies, uh, also known as the Polar Rise podcast. This is a oh, we're dancing. We're feeling good. We're getting energized. This movie's got a lot of like energy to it. So, I mean, I, I, and I'm really, really stoked to talk about this because, I mean, man, this movie is not <laughs> short on like things it introduces and <laughs> I, I don't, uh, yeah. It, it, anyways, we'll get into it. This is the polarized podcast. I'm Brandon and I am joined by my co-host as always, or forever guest forever as guest. I, I have, as I've <laughs> called him before, uh, Mr. James Lindsay, the forever guest. James, Hello, James, how are you? I've come back. I'm returning uh, yet again. Well, yeah, yet people, again, people have, have been writing in, they, they've been saying, <laughs> Hey, we really like that one guy that's been on every single episode. Every episode. Have him back. Just, uh, just, I just was writing to make sure you're going to have him back next episode. I know you say he's forever guest, but you just never know that that term guest is kind of contradictory to the term uh, host. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess I, it's it's uh, it could be one or the other. But yeah, we do. This is polarized. We talk about polarizing this- movies. Yeah. So let me. Yeah. So the format of this show, if maybe you're just listening to us for the first time, welcome. Hey, how's it going? Hope you're doing. Hey, you. Welcome. Hey, (laughs) you come here often. Clearly not. Good to meet you. Um, But yeah, this is the Polarized Pod. This is, uh, again, two dudes uh, talking about polarizing movies, polarizing movies in the sense of Rotten Tomato scores. We watch movies and discuss movies um, that are either critics hate them audiences love them or vice versa and in reference to the rotten tomato score um yeah this week we are talking about the tyler perry's uh diary of a mad black woman Uh, he didn't direct this which is interesting but yeah this is i think still of the of the media of the media saga if you movie wise this media was short Gotcha. Oh, okay. Thank you. Medea existed as uh, short videos, um, and then <laughs> I guess proof sense. proof of concept. The the videos. I didn't. I didn't look at the views or whatever. But that makes a um, lot of sense. Just so like her as a character. Just it seems yeah. like this just didn't come out of the ether. Yeah, this kind of like was was already already there in some way, shape, or form. Absolutely. Besides, yeah. Besides like when Nutty Professor. Uh, but that's that's different. The prototype, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this or or it's just like a combination. Is this is this off for me to to say it's like a combination of like Nutty Professor and like Big Mama's House? Yeah, absolutely. Both have very similar energies with like the other people Tyler Perry uh, plays in makeup. Um, is very nutty professor and then Medea as a whole is very um big mama's house she has that kind of energy where it is um yes like a a stereotype <laughs> playing a pretty strong stereotype it seems like um, very uh inspired from his own his own of course his, his own family of life course. experience um, mm-hmm. and people love this movie the audience gave this uh, moving 87% average Rotten Tomato score out of 50,000 ratings. And out of 115 critics reviews, they gave it a 16% uh, 
Yeah, one of our most polarizing movies. Yeah, it might be the most polarizing. I don't mm-hmm. know. This is on par with like this other little movie that no one watched called She Dies Tomorrow. Uh, right. This is 81%. And that, or 87, 71, oh, mm-hmm. 71%. 87. Well, it's 87%, 87% audience score, but I'm, I'm talking about the discrepancy. Oh, the discrepancy. That would be 71. 71%. Which, yeah, that's mm-hmm. huge. 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 Critics. Huge. An audience was like, we Give love Give me more Medea. We, we want yeah, more we, Medea. 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 Um, uh, yeah, well, so do you love Medea? Because I like Medea a lot. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say there's almost not an, uh, enough Medea. I don't know. <laughs> right? It's so hard. It's so hard. Uh, it's there, like, yeah, it's a, this... it's a fine balance we'll, for we'll, sure. Yeah, we'll talk about this movie if we go through the, the plot and everything, but it's like, we should. what do you we want should. this it, movie to it's be? It's a crazy do plot. You, do you want this movie to be like a Medea movie? Because it's not really a Medea movie. It's not. Do you want this yeah. movie to be a romantic drama it's it's that sort of as well so uh, very there's light like, though on on that there's like other stuff that happens in this movie to to touch on the actual tyler perry makes an appearance as an attorney and that storyline with him and his wife and the daughter takes a lot of time out of like the second half of this movie <laughs> which those two other things that i mentioned a medea movie or a, romantic, payoff, or a romantic drama those those two things I think they had to decide between those two. And then there was like this third storyline that was maybe the the distraction, maybe like the uh uh-huh. the the vote that went the other way when you know <laughs> Are you so talking about her and the and her ex-husband? No, uh well yeah, like the junk the my wife's my my uh the mother of my oh, daughter the- is a junkie and um it's actual Tyler Tyler Perry and he's the attorney of uh the ex who's trying to do this whole case sure it's like oh let's get into this attorney's life who's who's part of the community everyone knows him and everything too Mm, got Um, it that's but well his aunt is medea he's just all he's all connected within uh the family and the community as well but that storyline i don't know that was the thing that was distracting me from having more medea or more of just the straight like romantic drama uh between our main character and her ex and her new, her new uh, fling, um, which in ways, yeah, it was just, I mean, as, as we'll go through it, that plot line was, there was, it was just nothing. It was just like, there's no reason for them falling in love. Really. It was just, it just happened because it happened and it was the most predictable <laughs> thing. And it was like the main part of the movie. And then there was just like this extra flavor surrounding it of, uh Medea and this like very dramatic stuff with uh this man and his drug addled wife and his daughter their daughter um but I agree the, yeah the, I agree the with story you that, between yeah. or of, of the main character somehow like didn't get enough time and somehow like yeah I guess Medea Got too much time yeah or maybe yeah it's, it was just it was well, just all because over, she had all, she, the pacing was weird yeah. I don't know I guess. the pacing was incredibly weird she and I, I kind of get what you're talking about because she essentially had two journeys happening happening in the movie where she is she is leaving her husband and then she is getting together with Orlando mm-hmm. so like but neither one was really that like fleshed out or in-depth 
or they just kind of like were coasting along together and they would just jump back very conveniently. And then really, yeah, like um, Tyler Perry's whole thing that there was also nothing really learned from there other than like the power of Jesus will like, you know, cure to you and like help you and whatnot, because in a better told movie, Tyler Perry would have needed to go through something a little bit bigger than just my daughter wants to sing. Like he would have had more conversations with his daughter about it. There would have been more of like, what, it, what is this impact in his life, maybe in his job? And there was none of that. It was just my wife is out there doing drugs and I am at home. And then that's a lot of what we see. And then it will be them kind of coming together here and there and just like longing stares of like, mm, I really wish you would get your shit together. Mm -hmm. And then her, his, his they were drug just kind of around. Yeah. They were around around. Yeah. And then the drug addicted wife ends up resolving all of her personal baggage and issues oh in a God. montage. We might as well just talk about that. I mean, there's a couple montages. That was the second montage. The montage before was there was the po point in the movie where she's really hitting it off with um, Orlando. Helen, Helen is hitting it off with Orlando. Helen's hitting it off. And they're uh, just like falling head over heels. And, love and then we get that voiceover where she's just taught. Like, oh my God. Yeah. love. And it is cut between that and all of those issues that mm -hmm. uh i don't know what tyler perry the attorney yeah his name. i don't know either i just wrote my notes tyler perry every tyler time perry. it's just tyler perry it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's who it is and and it's going really good looking struggles. guy oh yeah tyler is a, a good a looking dude people in this movie but uh oh yeah for sure uh, yeah but it's all it's cutting between all this f love and happiness with like this oh terrible my mom like my mom is addicted to drugs and my dad is in torment and I, I don't know what to do as a little girl. And it was such a weird montage. Like I get those were the two things kind of happening during the movie, but to spice them together like that with some R and B was something that was seemed to, yeah, pacing weird. And also just <laughs> calm, like juxtaposed. This movie like, is weird to me though. Yeah, what? for sure. And then, okay. So, and then the second, okay. What was the second montage was they, this bef preceding this, they are driving by, uh, Tyler, we Perry should really get into the plot. I know. Oh, I, I, I know we're like I, I back end of the movie. We should. Can we? Can okay, we put a pin in that? Let, let's put a pin in that. I was just getting uh, all I, into I, the I, Tyler uh, Perry attorney story because uh, we started. Me too. Yeah. Oh, uh, but we'll I'm so. Back. Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay, so the so to start us off is yeah, this very the cool, is intense, intense. Like really, I had like notes just coming out of me. Like, wow, this is insane. I can't believe this is happening. What do you think about so, the, uh, the narration? Was I stupid to like, be like, Oh, what's this diary is pointless. What's the point of this diary? And then she finally said, signed a mad black woman near the end. And I was like, yeah, Oh yeah, that's the name of the movie. I'm an idiot. That's the name of the movie. Still, yeah. Like, ugh, the narration is, is right. The narration the sucks is, though. It's, so it's, so, it's just, it's just like, but, uh, Okay, I don't want to say I'm sorry. I don't want to say it sucks because one thing that I really took out of this film as a, uh, I'm not gonna call it a movie. Um, I, I I'm sorry. I've just been I'm stopping my stop me every time I do that because I in the earlier episodes of this I would call things films and I sound like a huge asshole. Just so things are movies now, and I'm okay. Film, but anyways, cinema, cinema, flick. Uh, 
This so is very, the, this is a very movie movie. This is this is a, such a movie. Oh, such a movie. Such a movie. So. So uh, first note that I have and something that I want to talk about that opens this up is, is that we start having this voiceover with this crane shot into this party that's happening. So oh, yes. uh, we're in. What is the name of the party again? Uh, something. He's a lawyer. So he's just getting like. Oh, the party? Award, like the, attorney the lawyer. award. Like, yeah. <laughs> best attorney of the month yeah, or whatever. Best, yeah. Best, your best attorney ever. <laughs> you did good job. For what? I mean, we don't really know. Um, he doesn't seem like that good of an attorney. Like we never see him be a good attorney. No, uh, it's just like how it starts, and everyone loves. That's him. how it starts everyone because of him, and then she's like immediately saying, that, "Like it's not what it seems. Like if only people could." See that's the voiceover that's happening right now. Mm-hmm. We are we are having no one's talking really. It is just showing this really lavish party, and we are getting a VO of talking about how this woman used to love this man, and he did these, you know, he, because of like very stereotypical things in a relationship. But there, then as he is getting up to the stage and is accepting the award, where again it's all building up to like this guy's so great, this relationship's so great, but then kind of at the like the apex of the of him receiving the award, she's like, oh, but it's actually not that, you know, I don't it hasn't been like that for a while. And then he comes off the stage from accepting the award. And then it t- it's like the I can't remember if it's their anniversary that night, but he like comes back to the table gives her gives her a kiss, a really long kiss kind of for show. But then it gets into he's going to kind of go to the office after this. And she knows that going at home and then he's like, that's what it is in front of, in front of their insanely insane house, house, house. just the two of them. I put that into my note. Yeah. Talk like just the two of them or anything or like just the two of them. It was just this two people, man, like mansion, McMansion. I don't know. It was a, it was a big no one. beyond beyond McMansion. We're t- like this is getting to Hamptons level shit where it is. You How walk in. Windows? Well, just even from the courtyard, there is a uh, a fountain you with say, a circular yeah, you say courtyard. <laughs> you already know. Yeah, like a, well, there's also a guard stand and a gate, <laughs> and then they drive up a long driveway. There is a fountain with a circular driveway. You walk in, and it is a mansion where there is an enormous staircase, and then there are two floors that split off uh, east and west on the house, and it is like I one of the first I. <laughs> Yeah, I I put in my notes. Fuck, their house is huge, Same, dude. Yeah, like and I was just like, oh, <laughs> whoa, yeah, two people, man. Wow, man, he is huge parties. Like, constantly. he's yeah, must be. Why didn't they have the award in his house? Um, but I, I yeah, man, to, I just found my. He notes just must be it. such a great attorney. Oh, he's the he's he won the <laughs> he's the I, best. I found yeah. the name of the award, the Jacob Feinstein Feinstein <laughs> Attorney of the Year Award. Of course, you, of course. If you didn't know, it was of the course. most yeah. attorney of the year award. How can I forget yes. about? Yeah, I mean, and then my note below that is their house is insane. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's stupid big for two people like and and he's now Tyler Perry has done this with his characters in subsequent movies where they are, which I was really like. 
just kind of thinking about this of it is presenting black characters in a level of opulence that is like normally in these movies would be a bunch of white people having these problems in big houses. And I really did enjoy like it. It is what I would have seen in a white person movie. And I think that bringing that to the table, I think is really great because it's like, I mean, he's a great, like, he's this big attorney that has this money, like they're going to be living this high class lifestyle. And it doesn't matter in that sense of the color of your skin. It just matters like your job and how much money you have. And I think there's just some of this, I guess I'm getting at like a normalization through this typically reserved for white people to have a uh black characters in that i thought was yeah i Starting like i with them at yeah a, a very um like they're high status individuals they have a lot of money they're well to do i don't quite get where they live because it is the atlanta. craziest atlanta okay mm-hmm. okay it's like got the, it that, yeah bring that like sense. these old school kind of like honestly mm-hmm. like fucking mansions i they have fucking plantations there i don't know they're fucking mm-hmm. huge big fucking uh old school mansions that that right um and yeah i was gonna they uh, get into a fight they get into yeah they get into a fight um he's already like like you said off the gate he's saying that he's leaving he's got to go to the office she already knows that someone i think he might have made glances at that party um yeah he did he was talking to a girl. I don't remember what my point was. And then say. she like walks away. That, like to your, to your point, I think another, another part of it too, I totally agree with you, but also that like within a Tyler Perry in this kind of movie, which I will say over and over is just kind of like a Hallmark channel sort of movie is where each character is to the like full extent of their character in a very, yeah, kind of stereotypical way where stereotypical you are, way, you are yeah. rich, you're fucking super rich, like super rich. Are, yeah addicted to drugs you're super fucking addicted to drugs or like if you mm-hmm. um if you're an i don't know if you're good attorney you're the, not nuanced you yeah get, you get the the jacob feinstein attorney of the year award the most of course we all know esteemed award you could possibly give. most prestigious award the, yeah. yeah that's the most hyperbolic award that you could possibly give to mm-hmm. any attorney but I, I just think yeah that also i feel like contributes like they're gonna be rich well it's like well tyler perry's version rich like boom huge fucking mega mega mansion sort of sort of thing that looks like it's haunted um and then yeah they get in a fight she's like who are you who are you going to see she knows it's somebody i had i had this line that he says is when you get a job you can ask me who i cheat on you with mm-hmm. a so monster he's already, he's already yeah like yeah. he's a fucking p- huge piece How of shit is, yeah this whole scene I'm just blo- like, yeah this whole this guy is cold like oh cold and he, he like literally throws her out of his car <laughs> no he doesn't throw he he so what he does so yeah this was like a really shocking i where he he tells her like you're gonna get out of the car pretty forcefully and then pretends like he's going to recoil back and be more forgiving but then actually is leaning over to open the door to kick her out of the car Mm -hmm. and yeah it's like brutal um yeah so he's bad he's really fucking he's really fucking bad and then it only it only escalates and gets worse where so he goes off and fucks his like secretary or whoever marcos 
Okay. <laughs> I think they say her name in the car. It's like it's Brenda Marcos, isn't it? Oh, okay. I she was at the you. party or something, and there was just some sort of like mm. drop of her name. I'm like, oh, okay. I will remember that name, Brenda Marcos. <laughs> She's gonna be around. Shame on me for not. I yeah, know, I felt. Yeah, you're, you're such an authority. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then so he comes back, and then oh, there's you know this the really actor's, it- na- actor's name is who plays Brenda, Brenda Marcos, Lisa Marcos. Oh, perfect. Just change the first name. Mm-hmm. Continue. Uh, <laughs> we don't have, yeah, we don't have a last name for this. Can we just use yours? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so he comes back, Steve Harris, the actor's name, um, the place Charles. Uh, he comes back and then they get into a like a scary altercation. Yeah. Like I was really genuinely intense. worried, worried about her safety yeah. where he is at a, at, towards the end of the altercation, he, threatens to physically assault her multiple times and then gets to the point where he is dragging her by her arms on the ground out and throwing her on the front door step. Yeah. And it's like, and she is screaming like the whole screaming the whole time. time. Crazy. I was yelling like, yeah, get get out and, and kicks her out and locks the door. Yeah. It's physically like removes her from the home. Is this after the the U-Haul? thing this is uh before okay and then so she yeah so she gets kicked out and then she comes back she gets kicked out to the u-haul right no she comes she i don't remember Mm. the point where she comes back and i think it might be after this fight and oh that's right and then sees all the stuff the (laughs) u-haul and then She's like, what's going on? And then we have the meet cute with, I guess, if, if there is Orlando with Orlando, yeah. that's, that's who's moving, yeah. the, moving the stuff. Um, and he's just like, I was just told to move all the stuff in here. And then she's like, hold up. And she gets in real salt of the earth guy. Oh, he's a dreamboat. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, just, he looks great. So <laughs> God, he, yeah, he is like, wow, uh, totally <laughs> that he ha- he's got one of those. um one of those beards where it is just like a clear line (laughs) on both the top and the bottom of it, where it is just evenly filled in and it just like goes around. And, (laughs) and then also his cornrows too, were just like fucking big and perfect. Like, cause a lot of time you see people with cornrows, like the row is, um, like it's just it's not like nearly as like filled out as his his was like this combination of cornrows and afro because they were just so voluptuous i'm like man whoa i wonder what that looks like without cornrows he'd probably be another yeah he'd yeah probably i still I, just, I was I, w- I saw a picture and yeah he's he's just as handsome but yeah just because uh, <laughs> yeah. it's just that sort of super symmetrical face mm-hmm. the, yeah no matter who you are you just see you see that so we saw that sensor movie last week and 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 i forget her name but she has a very symmetrical face as well and it's just there's something so whoa man like the angles you look like a, a statue or something <laughs> sure uh, but yeah, yeah so she so she's like hold up she ru- runs inside sees all this new clothes in her closet uh, makes a very irrational silly uh assumption at this point where she thinks that all of those clothes are her for her clothes and that this is his way of apologizing by getting a u-haul truck to remove all of her old clothes and get her new <laughs> clothes and she instantly believes this fantasy 
starts putting it on and be like, oh, it's a little big. You as the audience is already like, girl, like, come on. Like, girl, come on. Like, yeah. You, you know what's what's going on here. Like, he obviously hates you. I mean, at, at that level, I'm sorry to use the such a strong term, I mean, but it, like the movie yeah. presents it where he like loathes her and treats her like shit. And there is just zero. They haven't love. had sex in a year. I think he said something. Yeah. Like that. You, have, you have, I haven't touched, might, you haven't it touched might have come in a year or something like that. Yeah, maybe that came up later. Um, but regardless, yeah, yeah, it's 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 an assumption on her part, but also, yeah, maybe that's how it's happened in the past between them. Maybe like they get into these big toxic fights, and he throws her out, and then he like does this big grand gesture of of saying sorry. And I know there's there's very toxic relationships out there where that's just kind of that that sick cycle that might happen. You feel emboldened to do something like that because you are uh, so looking forward to the apology uh, and the cathartic release of that. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah. Like, and so I don't know, just within those toxic relationships, I feel like that cycles can perpetuate itself in a fucked up way. So maybe that's, where that was that was going um, and like that's, that's giving it a, yeah that's giving it a lot of credit though because i just it oh, really sure. again like oh, what oh, you've sure. said just, is, just is her reaction was just like what is she thinking <laughs> that's was that and that, was that's thinking. a kind of yeah and that's kind of a big problem though just to comment generally about the movie that i had a really big problem with is like it was so hard to get like a read of what she was doing i made a note and we'll get oh, to it but like man. oh my god 50 like 15 minutes left of the movie like I had no idea what she was going to do because she was just so I, I just didn't, I guess I, and this is the movie's fault. Didn't get the, I didn't understand the turn that as much to that, what that forgiveness to herself and, and like to be able to forgive him and that she could forgive herself. And then, and then she was able to let go of him and move on to <laughs> whatever it dude is again, giving the movie way more credit than it deserves. I'm because just like that. I get, with I her get, mom was, yeah. that was, was that, that right. was the right, right. Anything, right. The climactic moment of her to like, yeah, but I totally know what you mean though, because we will get into the, the other part of the movie with her but her as a character uh is unsympathetic at multiple points of this movie and coming up here and i know how hard and of a situation i don't know how hard oh my god um i'm trying to sympathize with her in this situation which is like you just got fucking literally thrown out of your own house and this new woman is already here and they're all and and you have nothing and you just have this u-haul truck full of your own shit and this guy that's like, where do you want to go? You do have stuff, though. And you have the, yeah. I mean, it, it's, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. It, no, she takes it all out on poor Orlando. I know. And she is it's a, like, a true uh, mean person, true asshole in the situation to Orlando, who's like, hey, I packed all sure. your stuff up. Like, just tell me where you want to go. Like, this isn't even my job. I don't know why he's being the person that's moving. You find out later he works in a steel mill. And I guess, uh, What's his face? Uh, Charles McCarter. Uh, Charles thought Charles yeah. thought uh, he would be a good person to get a U-Haul truck and grab all her shit and move it out. And and that's I I just don't understand why he was the person. But she like loses it on him and starts screaming. Kind of an accident. But he 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 says that he's covering for uh, a cousin a cousin of his it. because he typically works at the steel mill. But this cousin was the U-Haul guy, and yeah. 
so whatever okay they, they like yeah exposed it a little yeah i know he had that throwaway line of something like that. okay thank you and and then he and then she uh screams and yells at him and gets really upset she's like i'm gonna drive myself get out like i'm taking over and so he gets out she leaves him on the side of the road i don't know i don't did he get a tip did charles mccarter give him a tip did she give him a tip i don't know i was like poor dude poor orlando he's stuck in the middle of nowhere and then but she just drives i off. guess yeah i mean at the same time it's not like he's like it's a desert i mean he's just in a like a seemingly a suburb of atlanta i'm just so i mean like after moving a bunch of heavy stuff and you're like oh, oh yeah you're like home. oh i want to get I'm, home i'm, I'm tired i'm hungry yelling at me even though i just packed all our stuff up very neatly and then she and hmm. I, I I bet he did, I bet he did good work. I have full faith in Orlando. I don't know. There was there was just uh, maybe it was the sound design, but there was the uh, like him in the where the camera is in the truck, uh-huh. and you just see like boxes on some of the oh, okay. on some of the shot, and then he's on there. So it's like you're coming, in, and there's a lot of just like. <laughs> Yeah. just a lot of you oh, know heavy yeah, i remember that yeah um so i don't know it about like man. how great I, it I, it's, it's also not his job typically so That's maybe true. it wasn't the best but regardless like he did nothing she's not wrong appreciative and, and she's in a very she's bad not appreciative yeah and she's very bad place place. yeah but she wants where does she go she goes to medea's medea and then i put 15 minutes in and we got medea so everything we just talked about happened in 15 minutes <laughs> intense stuff dude like you get <laughs> so, you see her just get ripped out of her home like ripped out of her home intense music and screaming and just mm. physical abuse verbal abuse domestic just domestic abuse and uh and then she shows up at medea's place and the whole uh energy of the movie shifts to her grandma uh medea and she put grandma grandmother yes okay and uh i wasn't quite sure but yeah okay yeah i just double checked i was like what is the familiar good yeah yeah good thanks i feel like a fucking i kind (laughs) of feel stupid but it's yeah it's it's grandmother and um because her her mother looks to be the same age almost ages yeah yeah i for i weirdly thought that her helen's mother was her an old person makeup (laughs) i guess that's it was the great casting it was yeah, it was amazing casting because I straight up, I even put it in my notes. I was like, is she like, you know, just Helen and old makeup? Because okay, just you have to understand. So we meet Medea, who's obviously Tyler Perry in women's makeup, because it's like the Medea is six foot four, has yeah, linebacker shoulders. Joke. You know, and that's part of the joke. Like, again, we've already mentioned about, you know, uh things like Nutty Professor or Big Mama's house where and then also too, the Waynes brothers have just delved into this where they're like okay with putting on like full body makeup and transforming into different characters. And it's just yeah, it's it's not a big deal, right? You you see, you're like, that's obviously Tyler Perry, but like, what is he going to do with the character? And then I think Medea is really great. Like, I think she um, is a very strong woman. Um, she doesn't try to be smart. She, if anything, her flaw would be she try is she like they make her really dumb at times which i wasn't really a fan of like she couldn't she didn't know understand certain words she didn't like get certain things that kind of thing kind of bothered me a little bit but um like overall like her heart is massive yeah. she just loves people and then like once we and the, and that's protective and and i i i just enjoy yeah. that part of 
uh, of of it where it's like she's and both her and um, her mother are just in the moments where they come in contact with them. There's a there's a few of them. I mean, for the most part, Medea is is for a lot of times she's really funny and a lot of comic relief and everything. But also she provides sage wisdom and uh, is a yeah sh- mm-hmm. a guide to the main character as well as um yeah her mom and those moments i think shine bright in this movie as far as like the true heart and center of what i enjoy about it is that because you can tell that character that tyler perry is doing is fully realized because it's his his experience with his mom or grandma or, or whatever uh and so much so that it just comes second nature to him. Just a lot of the stuff that he's doing, mm. um, or or maybe just overall, just things that he's experienced with his family because he plays the husband to Medea as well. Um, and it's just kind of almost like a stand-up act. Not husband, time. brother, brother. My mistake. My, my mistake. Mm. And, uh, of just highlighting kind of funny family antics and and things like that. But to go back to the, yeah, that one point, I just think that I enjoy that a lot of of having a strong older woman character guiding the main character through situations of being weak and vulnerable and at your lowest point in life you don't know where to go so you go to your mom and your grandma and you try to regroup and try to rally and and figure out your your problems Mm. in in life and try to get some wisdom and not only that but that she's like I'm gonna fucking kick his ass, sort of thing, too. And they're like, "What's going? Yeah, let's go like, over it, and, there. yeah, and like, kind of get some fire under under your belly or under your ass or whatever, and 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 kind of get you get you moving and everything." But, um, yeah, dude, like, I she's she she's funny, man. It was it was just uh, there's <laughs> some, there some funny I'm stuff. Go Medea, yeah, yeah, for sure. She like has she immediately pulls out her gun when um she rolls up to the house, and the gun is like great great prop work throughout the. But throughout yeah, it, yeah, it all it makes control. so many appearances. Yeah, there's a lot. She brings her gun out constantly, which is I don't know, like Frank and it's always sunny. It's just like that's just a part of who they are. It's just like second nature. It's almost like yeah, it's just a part of their hand is their gun. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's almost a, like a response to relatively simple, uh, you know, um, things. Yeah, you just like you know what I'm gonna just like bring this out. Just fucking no, you better not. And yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I love it. And she gets, she's pissed, and so they go over to back over to the mansion. I think pretty soon. Okay, right? before that, uh, yeah, yeah, there is, there for sure is, there is this scene, there is. So she is, uh, uh, Helen is brought into Medea's house, and then Helen is talking to Medea about what had happened, and then Medea is particularly taken aback by the fact that uh, Helen is not going to get anything because she signed a prenup. And then Medea goes through this insane display of she brings out a calculator and just starts oh like God. banging <laughs> against it, uh, so like funny. and asking her questions about like, so you cooked, you clean. How good was the sex? And then just like goes to town the on the calculator. Act- acting was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. So and then the end result was like he owes you. Six trillion, <laughs> <laughs> three billion. <laughs> it's, like, 
<laughs> so funny. <laughs> the calculator is just like, and she's just like smashing yeah. and smashing it's again. Sma- like. <laughs> I yeah, I I loved it. I loved it. It just was just so had, like, stupid had in, like, and silly. Junk drawer, you know, just like just grandma stuff. I I don't know. It's like an old uh-huh. calculator in a, in a in a junk drawer, and she just knows everything and. Uh, she's going to tell you what to do like in her own grandma code or uh or whatever and that yeah is just like a bit like a such a funny bit with a guy who is really a really good actor as well i don't know it's yeah really for sure actor mm, uh, and dramatic, totally dramatic too because he does dramatic stuff as as well but uh so after this then they decide to go over and, and head back to the place and then they go to the closet one thing leads to another. All I remember is she's like looking out, all the, looking out all the clothes and then they just start screaming, which is my next big laugh of the movie was they just start screaming, rip it. Rip yeah. It, rip, <laughs> it, rip it. Rip it. <laughs> rip it. They just start like, yeah. like losing control <laughs> and then just going like it's a fucking, oh yeah, like it's a riot. Destroy the whole closet and rip all the clothes mm-hmm. that you got for. Uh, oh man, I already forgot her name, Brenda Marcos. And um, mm. it's uh, like a slow, yeah, like a slow motion sort of like a music's playing. And there's a lot of music in this movie. And uh, there is, yeah. Yeah. And then she goes down to like get to go to the office and Medea smokes a cigarette and upstairs in the closet but then can't because she's too winded from ripping up the clothes (laughs) and then and then yeah and then uh brenda or whatever her name is comes in Mm -hmm. and then they have this really funny like brenda knows uh like a fighting style and then starts talking in like thai or something a tagalog which is thai um and that whole scene was so silly because yeah, it's just really a lot of like Medea saying, I'm going to just whoop your ass. And then also kind of has the whole gun thing going on. And then, um, but so they're going to fight. She says there's this like very quote. They have like a lot of quotable lines, but I forget. Ah, I would forget exactly. She's something about like, go get the popo, go, go. Get the popo. Oh, I wrote that. Yeah. It's uh, I, yeah, it is, uh, all the popo ho, 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 and ho, ho. Okay. <laughs> Popo ho. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she says it like multiple times. It's just like yeah, the things you, and the way she says it, uh, he, Tyler Perry, she, uh, Medea, whatever, uh, says that that's just like so quotable and funny. And like, <laughs> there's like a trademark to it of how she says it that like is, is, uh, yeah, for sure. You want to like imitate or something because it's just, it's, it's so hilarious. And then <laughs> what happens next? So Charles. Uh, appears at some point right yeah so they come back so that's what happens is is that um helen is downstairs in charles's uh office and she is looking for money to steal and then charles confronts her they just have that whole like kind of bullshitty conversation about like why are you doing this oh you know i used to love you blah 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 and then she like throws the money in his face and then leaves and then medea it's just going Ends at up just Brenda Marcos. Of, give me five going minutes. at her, uh, give me five minutes, but then also just ultimately just walks away and yeah, doesn't do anything about it. Oh, that was funny. Where yeah, and then she's counting and she's it's like, I don't like need five, your money. And five bucks. Like I'll take some. I'll t- I'll take a little bit of it. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, <laughs> Not all of it, but yeah. And then they so before they leave, 
Medea decides to ratchet up the situation and then bust out a chainsaw that just happened to be in the living room and <laughs> starts to take a chainsaw to the couch. <laughs> and then we even see it later that she like was able to not only chainsaw the couch, but like other pieces of furniture, the other fifth, the, 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 the piano, piano like falls apart. Yeah. Uh, falls apart. <laughs> and then at that point, me as an audience member too, was like, well, she's obviously going to jail now. <laughs> like, I think we could have kind of skirted around like the breaking and entering if they just like left, you know, only taking yeah. a, like five bucks or whatever. Um, but then, so yeah, then she liked, the, you get the dual sentencing, uh, situation where they're both sentenced at the same time at the at the courtroom <laughs> yeah you know the that thing that always happens that always speaking happens. of and then the judge I, is like medea what are you doing what are you here? doing here and medea everybody knows medea and this was the the first time and i i think it only happens like maybe three more times um where tyler perry and medea are in the same shot yes together and it looks so fucking poopy yeah yeah. it's (laughs) because what happens is is it like they're not able to rotoscope well enough at this point in time like close enough to medea so you can see the depth of what was behind medea in her scene yeah as opposed to what is a little different too it looks a little off too yeah um but yeah i just i it was I didn't think it was going to happen because it didn't like it really doesn't need to because just where we're at is is that Medea now immediately we go from the chainsawing to being in a courtroom and then Medea is being put on house arrest and the lawyer that is representing Helen and Medea is Tyler Perry and yeah so the Medea gets house arrest you know what the first thing Medea does when she gets on house arrest? She throws a fucking party. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was so great. Yeah, I even and then I had, my party looked like a fucking blast. I had, a DJ I had I, for like right on the front uh, lawn. Yeah. Right on the front lawn. I made a note. I was like, how many people are at this party? There's like at least 30 right. people just in the front yard. On the porch, um, yeah. Yeah, my God. And then we got that we wonderful got scene. Smoking a reef. Smoking reef. There was smoking reefer with um, Mildred, which that was just such a. I that was, was really. I really enjoyed Mildred getting yeah. so high that she thought that she was getting attacked by rabbits. I just. <laughs> because I think what was the most funny thing about it is, is the brother just being like, Mildred, <laughs> last time you smoked this shit, you. We had to call the cops on you. <laughs> like had to have, you went crazy and we had to take you away. Mildred, she has if I history, give this to yeah. if I give this to you, you better not go crazy. <laughs> and then there's this whole like back and forth with them. Like Mildred also to the acting on her. She's yeah. just like licking her lips, like getting ready. She's like, oh, give me that weed. Give me that weed. Give me that fucking weed. And and just like, okay, Mildred. <laughs> But you better not go crazy. <laughs> and then she smokes it and she's like loving it. She's like, oh, she's doing this like, like she's, I don't know. Yeah, like overacting the shit out of it. Like, I oh my it. God. I, I liked it. Yeah. I loved it though. I, I know and then Mildred, yeah, yeah. And Mildred loses her mind, of course. And then it was just so great because the brother then immediately just goes into the house and walks. He's like, Mildred, you, oh, you, you, you've got crazy again. She thinks, yeah, rabbits uh, are chasing her. And, oh my god and then the, and then this is when um 
this is the Orlando, real me Q. Orlando, yeah. yeah, I guess that's this is kind of this yeah, is the, like where the, there actually there is a little more of a, a back and forth of on a romantic mm-hmm. sort of um keel like even keel and yet she's still a jerk she's still a big, yes. big jerk to him and, and and i don't i don't see why he likes her to be honest even at even at the scene because she treats him like dog shit like she he he comes up to her and fair fairly so kind of like calls her out in a harsh yeah, way from, in a harsh way yeah he's, he's pretty harsh, harsh about it because he's like yeah you're a bitter woman you're you're yes. you're a bitter black and then woman goes into and, that yeah and you're and i kind of liked how he put this too and i thought it was very astute of him to say to be honest he does this a bit much i think later on too he's just like kind of telling her what to do he's like stop being afraid you need to you need to do this but he does he, yeah what he says is you're going to make every other guy pay for what he did to you. Mm. And I thought that was a good line. That was, I thought that is a that, good that line. A yeah. And it kind of like summed up her character. And what did she do? She throws a fucking drink all over his, all over mm-hmm. him and, 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 gets I, pissed and walks away. I loved it too, that she comes back and gives him a towel. And then he's like, I don't forgive you for doing this. Mm -hmm. And like really stands up for him because he did zero things wrong, especially at this point. Like all we've seen of Orlando is, is that he was, uh, he was the person who put all of her stuff in the car. He was the person who was going to drive her every, like anywhere she wanted to go. He was the one trying to stop her from like, going off on her own and trying to bring her back to reality of like, here, like, no, I don't want you to, you know, I don't, I don't want you to just go wherever you want on your own. Like, let's try to figure this out and just really stand up a nice guy. And then, yeah, he gets a drink thrown on his face. Yeah. I think he is like really up too upfront maybe for the situation. I see that. Yeah. But then at the same time, like they're also at like a family party. Like there's also a level of comfortability. Like I can be honest with you, like we're at like apparently they have some like familial connection where like they're not total strangers, even though they are seen each other at a party once or twice or something. Yeah, for sure. Um, Especially. Yeah. But yeah, that's a family party that they're that they're both at. Um, But then what is Medea? being a little cupid or a big cupid um she's huge AJ, put that dance record off <laughs> <laughs> and then she gets the she gets the dancing started and this is where and i don't see why he crosses over and he's like you know what i do like you she came over with the towel i guess that was like a form of peace um but he's interested and and they they start dancing and, and medea is successful in being being a cupid and then this yeah. I guess I'm looking at like the Wikipedia um, synopsis, and this is where it gets into Brian Tyler Perry, the attorney, mm-hmm. his addict wife Deborah. Like this, this storyline just starts. Like, okay, like, yes, this is think, where it starts are, because are they, they're at the party, mm-hmm. right? So she shows up to the party. So Brian was already there because, it, I mean, seemingly the way that the movie presents it is, is they have a trial and then they go right into a party. Um, but Brian's there already. And then because he introduces Orlando to Helen and then there's that classic movie bit where the middle person's like, do you guys know each other? And just has that moment where, because they just already hate each other. And it's just something that will be 
in movies like this um and forever yeah just like the whoever's the go between from two people on opposite sides of the spectrum that are the main characters in a romantic comedy yeah so he was already there but then so she shows up and then it is so fucking funny to me how convoluted her story is so we're just told that she was a singer and that's what got her hooked on drugs and there really isn't any anything and well no okay actually i'll take that back because i mean i was uh, so confused why don't they want her to sing in the church choir that that's why he doesn't want the the daughter to sing yeah because she's a singer um but let me actually roll that back because the first thing that we're actually in text in the movie presented with is the girl that is addicted to drugs i can't remember tyler perry's wife's name in the movie um Deborah, she starts doing drugs seemingly once Helen left to go be married to the rich guy. And she was bitter that Helen and her were supposed to be oh, friends and like live the same matter. life. Yeah, because she was at Medea's like, <laughs> getting a bite. And I was like, yeah. and I, it's kind of, it, it, it is an interesting concept to think about. Like your, large gain in socioeconomic place would drive a person that you started off at the same level with and had a really strong connection with would then take a lot internalize that a lot and be driven to drugs because they're like well she you know she got that's a one in a million I, chance that can't be that's not i mean she chose to do drugs i mean that's what i'm saying no no but you're right for sure and that's the point i would make that's the the, but that's the way the movie presents it though Mm -hmm. is that these two girls were really close friends because it's obviously convenient for the movie for them to be friends so there is that that history to there so she so helen would really give a shit about this person because she knew her in the past Mm -hmm. but it it again is where this movie really falls short because it introduces so many ideas, but never gets into or accomplishes any of them really that well, other than Medea just being like who she is, which I think is nailed really well. Obviously it is. Cause it's becomes more and more movies. Cause like if the, we're going to leave this conversation, I don't know about you, um, but being like Medea is the stronger point in this movie yeah. because it is, yeah in my mind, the most thought out character in this that has the most like agency or voice, like the strongest voice in this movie. So she was like really magnetic and really like you got, you know, you're like, Oh yeah, I want to, I want Medea to succeed in whatever she's doing. And I, yeah, all of the, as you've already brought this up is all of the wife, Deborah stuff. is like, it happens in a montage or it really doesn't like the, it doesn't, it's, I guess just not given enough time, but there's just not enough importance placed on it. And so then it just you to other things like the implication, right. of what that means for other things. And to have a montage between the two, they would have to have some sort of connection that would influence or, or have some effect on the other, but they're two disparate things happening seemingly simultaneously, but no, yeah. but no reason, new connection between them. But I, I was, I know you touch you touch on one one point too when you're you, you, it's just something about and it made me think about how 
I don't know why, but how just like deep the drama is in this movie. Like mm. if they're going to go so deep and melodramatic with some of that stuff and show these really dark fucking things that happen, I would kind of expect that resolution to not happen so haphazardly. So deus ex machina. So uh, mm. just out of the blue and just wrapping up the ties so quickly because the drama was so intense and, yeah. and sticky and just like, that's not going to be easy just to get over. And so, ah, man, I'm just jumping ahead. But like when that, when that woman, one, I mean, for both examples of resolution, it could be applied. But for the woman that goes to rehab, she's told by the daughter, I'm singing on Sunday. And it's a bummer. I keep on going back to this because it's, it's just. It's true. I'm singing, on, I'm singing on Sunday. So seemingly in a week, right? I'm, or I don't know. She said, like, I'm singing at 10. <laughs> And that, mon- that other montage is her mom going to rehab, and then she shows up at the church all better. Well, th- there is one part of the montage as well where she is in a what looks oh, like a, a, pl- a, a yeah. stage play classic. where it is just a light on a on a bed that she's on and she's just sweating, just rocking back and forth and you can't even see anything else in the room because obviously that would be expensive. Like it's much easier in this situation to just be like, we're going to posture and it's in a montage, but it's like, that's supposed to make it seem like time has passed, but not much time has passed. No time. And I think, and I, yeah, I don't want to get too much into that. I know it's the end, but I just wanted to make that point of like the resolutions are haphazardly, uh, drawn up and a lot much more time is salaciously given to the drama that mm-hmm, is hard to watch. Mm-hmm. There's some hard to watch drama in this in this movie and some very dark and mean things that people do to each other out of love, passion, whatever. And and maybe there's some truth to it, but fuck it's hard to watch. And to see everything gets in, like, yeah. put together so well, it kind of feels like it's not earned a little bit to me. Totally. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I completely agree. I mean, there's a point that I have in my notes where I, it started, this movie started to turn into a horror movie. Yes. Like it, yes, it, yes. It, it was, <laughs> it was seriously blowing my mind. What was happening on screen? Yes. Because I, yes. I, 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 a point that I'll probably make in my closing argument is, and to kind of what you're talking about is this movie is so incredibly uneven where we yeah. go from, we go from maybe like personal societal issues to love to it's a saga, yeah. like, you know, and then it's addiction, faith, uh, yeah, just like all there's thriller, a lot sec- like uh, right thriller there's almost I don't know <laughs> yeah, there's definitely a sexual thriller vibe to this. Um, yeah, that I, I mean that, weird, that that part weird. that you're talking about. I'm not. Uh, we're, we get through, we get through all this Brian and Deborah stuff with them, um, and then I think this is where Orlando and Helen cultivate the relationship. This is where that mom cultivating, happens. yeah, the cultivation. And, and just, just shout out to Sh- Sh- Shandries because uh, Shandries because yeah, they go to the jazz club. There's that whole thing of like, oh, I, okay, I I think we should just I'll just bring it up because this is part of the the middle section of this movie is so Helen now has to get a job. And so we are getting voiceover now of her working at a restaurant and her starting to, she has these lines where it's like, 
it sucks. And then we get to the point where she's like, it's actually not too bad. You know, working and doing these things are actually pretty rewarding. And so there is a middle you, section you of this really movie. See, you don't really see her doing it, though. And that was my no, other uh, yeah. pro- kind of hard problem. I don't know. Or cr- criticism, I guess, of, of this movie or something maybe that I would have liked to see more is her alone. Like you do not. Right. You She's do not, not failing see, at the restaurant at all. Yeah. Alone. Like you see her. Mm-hmm get fucking kicked out of her house, like go, go hit rock bottom. And she meets the guy like at the same, the next guy at the same exact time. And she's almost immediately with him and falling head over heels in love. And I thought it would have been an excellent way to get to know her a bit better. If I saw a bit more time with her, this movie's already long enough, but there's time, there's time to do it. It is time to take away from Deborah and surprisingly. uh, to contribute more to the main character and flesh her out like, hey, how is she going to fare on her own without a man, without a relationship? Um, and right. immediately at the party, it's just like, oh, no, I mean, he's I I mean, you can't. You, how can you blame her? It's Orlando. But still, it's like I just wanted I just wanted to see that because like <laughs> preach brother. Because <laughs> Orlando is a dreamboat. I don't know. Uh, first, yeah. Yeah. The first scene she leaves her mm-hmm. husband, she sees him. And then the first scene you see her in her new environment as a, as a waiter <laughs> with her new haircut, she sees Orlando. Uh, yeah. she, she sees Orlando or she sees Orlando. At, like when she leaves her ex and then, and then she's, she sees Orlando again. And so you don't see that day of like, Oh, work was hard come back to Medea. Like what's the, it's so hard out there. Well, I don't know. Just like a little something. There's not, uh, a, there's not enough time between dicks. She is without. Like, yeah. Yeah, man. Right. Yeah. There needs like, to be more of also her like, and Medea, Medea as well. It's like a, domino of dicks man they're just toppling over it's a, a, a right and as there's no there's no space in between it it's mm-hmm. not like we're starting you know one line of domino dicks and then it mm-hmm. stops and then you know you have a, 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 at least somewhat of a closure to that time in your domino dick life and then you start another domino dick series like it just the movie moves through it. It is so vapid and moves like air through yeah, yeah. pretty heady concepts, but never gives too much of a shit about them. It just is. It's so much more thrilled in presenting potential ways relationships are than it is like actually figuring out what the gravity of those relationships or those consequences to relationships are. It's just like, Oh, what if, you know, now we have to, and we're getting to this point now is like, so the, Oh, I guess it's like to, hi- highlighting this community that you start to realize. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I was trying to embrace that of like, yeah, this is more of an ensemble thing. Like you're getting a taste of what it's mm-hmm. like in this community in which Medea is kind of the matriarch of almost and sure, absolutely at, yeah at that party and all that stuff but that was something that didn't like there wasn't a follow-through on that to me as much as just like that was an element of of the movie but that wasn't the movie that was just another another part and it just wasn't yeah that cohesiveness but between um everything was was a little off I guess when it was just so salacious with the drama it really was just trying to show off the darker aspects of some of these things not all the time there's cathartic moments about it sure but how people choose to resolve things was shortchanged um and i think yeah it's religion was a huge part of it and if you don't 
sign on to God's going to solve your problems, then you might think that maybe there could be a bit more meat to some of these uh, outcomes, even if you do subscribe to that. Like, and it's just, that's something that is inherent in, in some of the resolutions of this movie as well. Um, but yeah. there's, there's this one part of this aspect of this movie that is revealed around this time is career. I'm just going to read it straight from Wikipedia. Cause I was trying to understand exactly what he was blackmailing. Um, this guy was blackmailing Charles with, but yes, career, I could tell career you criminal Jameson Milton Jackson asks Charles to be his defense attorney in his trial for shooting an undercover cop during a drug deal and to possibly bribe the judge $300,000 to rule in his favor. This forces the revelation that Charles received most of his money through drug deals and buying off judges. So this was done in like, yeah. In other words, like stereotypical sort of like it's a parking structure. In the past, yeah. And and then he's got the big bag of cash. I thought that that guy was a really good actor that uh, was, was I thought he had a a threatening presence and I was like, oh shit. He's got a deep voice. That's also a good example, too, of, again, the unevenness of this movie, because that's another scene that was shot really interestingly, like where the camera was. It was like really far away and the light had an angle to it. And it really kind of showed noir kind of trying to noir. Yeah, yeah. It spiced up the visuals of it, because, I mean, every uh, most of this movie, it plays like a Hallmark movie where it's so much about function over form. Like, how do we just clearly light and get these people to react and say the things that they need to say Mm -hmm. and it pays very little attention to like a mood setting and all of the other more enjoyable things that i feel like i'm a broken record on this podcast about really loving like if you if you want a big trying to do this that's not what this movie's trying to do but but it also does dabble in it and just like you know yeah breezy daytime movie I i don't know for sure. Um, With the splash of domestic abuse. I, I don't know. Oh, man. Okay. So can we get into the horror movie aspect? Yeah. I've been just, kind of okay. No, no. You set it up. So uh, just uh, uh, the plotting where we're at is, is that we're starting to understand that Charles, Helen's ex-husband, has a CD pass and he has worked with drug dealers in order to get them off. We got to get. And, yeah, yeah, we got to get and how it gets to the situation and how it gets to the situation. So the drug dealer that. Charles has worked with in the past has been caught and is going to go on trial and he is blackmailing Charles to represent him in court and to pay off the, the court to win off the judge, pay off the judge and, and get pay off the judge as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that's now set up and then juxtaposed to uh, that Helen, is, uh, gives says she doesn't want the money and that, uh, Charles can keep all the money happens as well. Yep, exactly. So um, Helen's love. And then that's another, again, sorry to be a broken record, but the unevenness of this movie is, is that Helen has a whole moment of standing up and saying, I don't want them. I have ne-. like in another movie, that is the ending of the movie. She has gone through her journey and fallen in love with somebody right. else who genuinely loves her. And then need? says, uh, what else does she need? She says, I don't need your money anymore. I have everything I need out of this relationship that I'm in because I'm this person loves my own two feet now. My own two feet. I'm a powerful woman. I'm a powerful person. I'm 
in love. Like, I don't need this anymore. And she makes that declaration. Just pay for my mom's nursing home and pay for my attorney fees. And we're good. Never want to see you again. Let's divorce. And and he just smugly loves it. He's just like, I get yes. more money to pay off judges now. Yeah. I, okay. And this is, and now, and now we, now we get into it, which was just a funny way to cut and edit this is that it seriously looked like Charles was at this divorce hearing and then leaves to go right into (laughs) right into this criminal case. And it's like there it it just seemed like, oh, it's happening down the hall. Hey, Charles, you got to you got this criminal case of the drug dealer guy coming up. Oh, okay, perfect. Well, Helen, thank you for giving away all, you know, all all the money that you would have gotten. It truly is like that. It cuts right into the (laughs) right into it. Uh, sorry about that. I'll, uh, where, where are this we is at? just yeah. my day. Yeah, I got divo- <laughs> I got my divorce hearing at eight a.m. and then that's gonna go go and till that, noon. The and then justice that occurs then is, is oh my is that much yeah. more clear that mm-hmm. the the moral quandary that this movie presents and how what side he's chosen to be on and how and what he's deserved to for all his comeuppance and that's that's the the resolutions are mean yeah like mean and like i like car this person's paralyzed sort of justice that the unit this universe is placing or god i guess in a certain way is placing on on people uh Mm. and then it places other people in in a position of like how they're supposed to react i guess so yeah uh he is in the courtroom to defend this guy and he the guy he's defending is found guilty of his crimes uh is being let out by the bailiff he grabs a gun from the bailiff's <laughs> bailiff yeah. one bailiff i guess like cuffed I guess, too yeah he he like is cuffed and then yeah. he just he steals it out of the bailiff's thing like and turns around like it's nothing i mean yeah and then they have just, one bailiff leading this like dangerous criminal that's being charged for murder like i i, don't I mean know. that's Whatever. that's fine like uh, no i mean it's not a matter of how many guards there are yeah. it's just it is would be next the okay so what would Do why that guns, would have guns in courtrooms huh right. yeah yeah why that would never happen is is that is not how a prisoner is escorted that's just how, i feel like i have like two guys at least two guys yeah, right. on each side but or something. Anyways, like it was know. it was a stretch, Whatever. but it gets us to where he we pulls it's a, a gun movie. out. He, he turns around yeah. and he shoots Charles like four, or five, Shoot. six times in the back, mm-hmm. and uh, he's rushed to the hospital. It's on the news. Uh, Helen uh, finds out Helen. on the news when, about it. When does yeah. she find out, Brandon? Right when she wakes up in the morning, she finds a ring on her ring finger. on her finger, and she walks out, and you're like, "What is going on?" And she's like, "What is this?" And he drops this line that's like out of uh, like the what's the Tom Cruise movie with Renee Zellweger? Damn it! Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jerry, I have Jerry it right Maguire. Here. It's like something where it's like I want to be the knight in shining armor in your fairy tale mm-hmm. because and, a, because he says like earlier on on their date at the jazz club, there's this whole narration that she's giving like, oh man, he's too I perfect. To like, just yeah, have him, say, oh. have him say the wrong thing. Just please have him say like guys always say the wrong thing in these moments. Just wait for it. he's going to say the wrong thing. And then he's like, this feels like a fairy tale. And she's like, damn it. That yeah. was like the most perfect thing to say. 
Um, and so, so the, uh, then he drops yeah. that line. I want to be the knight in shining armor in your fairy tale and then proposes. So what I would say to all of that, cause I know we kind of skipped over because yeah, we can like, um, Tyler Perry has such an interesting feminine voice to him where he, I, I, I'm going to just pause it that I think women would enjoy like some of the, some of that stuff, some of the romantic elements of it and that some of the falling great in love idea to propose to somebody. If you can slip that mm. finger on, on, sorry, fingers, slip that, <laughs> slip that finger. Um, that's how it works, right? The finger that, comes before the ring. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, if you can get that ring on that finger when she's asleep and she wakes up like tooth fairy style, like come on. Oh like, my! You're just you're already when she's like, "What is this?" And then you just get on your knee, like, "Come on!" I it's a, I'm the knight. I mean, I'm the knight in shining armor. Your I would have said like, yes. Orlando. Hey, Orlando. Uh, I mean, come Ooh. on. It's getting Ooh. hot over here. Ooh. Jeez. Oh, oh my god. god. You can't do that. You can't, yeah. Oh, he's just his he's characters. Like, the, he's got this he's got this studio apartment and 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 it's it's very, it looks good too. Very, very modest and yeah. I, I just I love I love uh I love him for her. Orlando. I love Orlando for her. <laughs> so this Helen podcast needs, is Helen needs a, Helen needs it takes a firm stance that we are Orlando fans. You think he's, in, uh, he's probably in the other ones, right? I mean, all these sequels, they, they got the same characters. I, I will just say, and I, I, I know we're going to get into some of the commentary based on Rotten Tomato uh, critic reviews, but I just love, and I'll interject it now because I think it's relevant, is that one of the, um, one of the top reviews for this was talking about how hot Orlando is to, to uh, essentially to that effect. It was like, if you like, um, what is this? Good. <laughs> if you like Shamar more in criminal minds then fans will really like this, like to that effect, it, it just, it, it gives it a little bit more <laughs> like not so, I don't know him uh, his physical body on display but it, it's funny how they're i we're not alone i mean men and women that guy just probably is uh yeah he's just dreamy. he's a good look he's, he's, he's a dreamy, dreamy looking dude and for yeah. her to like fall head over heels like it's you would have to be pretty dreamy for that even to be slightly believable but um he he makes that move and i think the 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 problem or the criticism is, yeah, it's just like you you use montage to exemplify a passage of time, but yeah, that didn't, right. it didn't hit. So when that happened too, it doesn't feel like sure. it's been long enough, and I didn't get to see her on her own. I'm like, this is too fast for her. Like, I love Orlando, but still, like, I want her to take her time. I don't know who to each their own. If that's what you want to do, no, like, you're no, yeah, but like uh, just I'm, for my own, I was just like, wow, she just jumped right into this. This is fast. I completely agree. And that's why like spoof movies would make she fun of the divorce papers. No, she didn't, but that's towards the end. Right. Um, which God, how did I, yeah. In a movie that's all about God, a divorce. Wow. How progressive. Um, Hey, don't, don't judge the race. Uh, 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 what's the word? What's the, uh, the, you who have not sinned throw the first stone, Brandon. Okay. <laughs> 
Okay. Fair. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, don't judge. (laughs) I'm not judging. The thing is, is if you want to get divorced, get divorced. Like I was just, I was commenting that the, usually the people that are pretty heavily into the Bible are pretty against it. Um, So to see it in this movie was interesting. Um, because it is relatively progressive and I think that that is good and I do enjoy that because I understand that the if this movie is going to have a lot of religious stuff in it I do enjoy that it kind of it has some sex to it it has some like modern shit to it and it isn't so Christian that it just comes off incredibly sterile weirdly this comes off as like at some points like not sterile at all and I'm like these people this man this is like she's too much yeah this is showing too much or yeah <laughs> helen is now physically abusing this person oh so god. let's oh let's get into god. that okay oh my god uh, okay so just again to set this up is so charles has been shot and he is now paralyzed and we have a scene where he, charles is at helen leaves that proposal right when he's asking she does not answer that question she doesn't she answer it, yeah at that exact moment she sees on the tv that her ex has been shot <laughs> on in, in, in the news you don't get response from orlando just like what and then she goes runs straight to the hospital and then yes continue sorry you find out from from uh and, yeah and this conversation Helen, with brenda marcos and her yes is rough but it's very it's been uh she's kind of like t- what does brenda marco say she says do not resuscitate <laughs> Yeah, she's like, what? Kind, but she makes a fine point. She's like, what kind of life would he live if he is completely paralyzed? Let that be up to him. That's crazy. Like, if he's in a no, coma, no, like, I, 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 it, it, something, it, but like, like a physician assisted suicide, whatever. But like, that's that's one thing. If it's you're in a coma, you're a vegetable, but you're just you're just paralyzed. Okay. Blink twice. At least uh, blink uh, twice. Uh, uh, no, no, I no. For sure, that's not what I'm. I'm like, yeah, you know, the so second so somebody lo- loses their ability so to do something, they should be killed like a fucking horse. But, she, uh, but like, and then you don't even yeah. see Brandon Marcos again the rest of the movie. But she's so ready to be like, not no, again. Fucking kill him. Like I like it's it's and, okay. That's the point the movie is making with it, and that's. I guess I was giving the situation more weight than the movie does. Because in that situation, how intense would that have been if Helen and Brenda Marcos had to have a a conversation where it more nuanced, more specifically gives their perspective on the situation about how they feel, given that it's relatively new relation? No, it isn't. She, according to the movie, he has two kids with Brenda Marco. I know. So, like, why? So, why did why does she feel like that? Like why, why I, I can understand in certain ways why you would say, okay, if he is a vegetable, they had, they had a kid like at then the pull, office when he, she first meets her at the office uh, and she like brings him lunch. Yeah. Which is, uh, yeah. Which is his kid ostensibly given what the movie said to us. But yeah, like the movie doesn't have pay any mind to or spend any time getting into those things it is just like what you've said is that she is she has always been the side bitch she has always been a bitch and that is clearly the the what she would say is 
well fuck him he's paralyzed you know what pull the pull the plug and it just is so of like this this cold-hearted person and right there's no, there is no one dimension yeah, one dimension, yeah. yeah one dimension as all hell yeah like that's her thing and then but then why like at this point you're already asking like i get that helen is is a she cares like she is a she's a loving person she's our main character in some in some way shape or form why is what is she what she's going to go back and take care of him but to what extent and you ask yourself this question totally for a while. That's, and then, and then, that's I was so weirded out and, by this because, and yeah. And I think that gives them this weird license to do what they're going to do next. Where mm-hmm. she, here we go. Let's get into it. finds okay. herself with him taking care of this paralyzed man. Yeah. They come out of the hospital. Brenda's fucking gone. They mm-hmm. go back to the mansion. She's still legally married to him. Mm-hmm. Going for a week you know, or whatever. From Orlando or whatever. So all you're, Left to is Helen and Charles in their mansion, and Charles is in a wheelchair. And this is where the movie takes us. This is where the movie takes us now. <laughs> this, we're, this is where yes, we are for this, a while. Okay, like quite a, this, a hot fucking the, second. We stay we oh, sit here, and it and it fucking. Okay, so this movie is something. worth. This movie is worth the watch just. For this fucking scene <laughs> we're talking about charles is getting wheelchaired into the house they go into his office and then she lets out all of her anger her aggression to the physical abuse she mentions to charles i was my weight was yo-yoing because i tried to be hot for you i even had miscarriages oh through my this god yeah and she just unloads like this relationship was, was so in, incredibly toxic to her coming from Helen. Like this affected me so much that I hated it, like essentially hated myself and all of these crazy things. And she's taking it out on Charles. Then because of that anger decides I am going, Charles, you're going to sit there in that wheelchair for three days the man is paralyzed so she just said she is going to leave really how long it is yeah i maybe because it 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 does this thing where it's just like at least like it's just it's it right okay but so first and foremost in fucking sane she just said she's gonna leave so he is shitting and pissing yeah. in that chair yeah not eating for three days not even getting water there okay then it moves into she kind of casually in the morning walks down and she oh strolls God. by <laughs> the uh, she strolls by the office and she peeks her head in and she's like it smells terrible in here because he has been pissing and shitting in the same spot because he's paralyzed and then she takes him comes in smells him again says you smell awful what are you supposed to be feeling as an audience member are you supposed to be like i'm like i am terrified of what's happening right now fuck him like are you supposed to be so on her like on her side there there is no way because this the the levels i get it what the fuck you have to that has to be the encoded way to watch this movie but to your point 
that you're kind of alluding to a little bit is because even in my notes, I go, my second note of this movie is, holy shit, this guy's a monster. So there is a conversation being had in kind of a feedback writer's room. You want to have him seem where where some somebody had to have said, I don't think what's happening here is the same thing as what he's done in this movie. I hope somebody said that because I get that there was physical violence well, that Charles propagated, propagated what happened. Does anybody. A normal human it's reaction to this it is if you're really that mad, then put him on the front porch and call somebody to pick him up. That's that would be a cold. but level reaction to what he has done in this movie that we've seen so he's not he's paralyzed like and he's not allowed like to live live, much, live like, in his own call the fucking yeah. gangsters like call call those dudes that right. are trying to blackmail him and be like hey i got your guy come pick him up and then it ends that way in a really fucked up way where they do all of it but it's they just so kill him, fucking yeah like they <laughs> and they they could do the exact same thing but whatever they're fucking gangsters they're you know, they're drowning them in a bathtub or something like that. And, oh, and speaking of no, bathtub. You know who does that is our yeah. main character. Let's, our, let's get into it. So this is it. Tortures yeah. somebody. Tortures him. Tortures Tortures. In this movie. So the sitting in his own piss and shit for three days isn't even enough. When she does come to smell him and say he smells terrible, she... We, shame we shame him wheelchairs him into the into the tub handicap person shame a, a handicap this person's paralyzed they can't move his arms can't move his legs and throws him into the tub where his neck and head hit the front side and then his body weight rolls him into it into a tub that's filling up. Then we start seeing him not be able to breathe. There is a, a shot in this movie where he is suffocating in a tub as a paralyzed and man. And our main and character I, is talking shit. And smoking a cigarette and just smoking a fucking cigarette. And you know what like, I thought? I was like, this is like misery. And you know what they say <laughs> later in the movie? Hey, you know that movie misery? And they bring it up. So they know they know what they're doing. Like what? Why do you want Misery to be your main character? Why do you want Kathy Bates from Misery to be your main character? That's the villain in that movie. That is the villain in that movie. And it's on level. It's on that <laughs> level. Like he legit is on the precipice of this movie death. is insane. He's on the precipice of fucking precipice death. of death. Seriously. He starts to go. The It even shows he goes unconscious. Yeah. That is what triggers her to pull him out of the water. Then he wakes up and is gasping for air and you see all of that in this movie it is the fucking wildest shit i have ever seen in a movie that had a love scene has a guy dressed in drag doing comedy (laughs) like i i could not wrap my mind around what was happening and it just like really blew me away like it was the most (laughs) okay anybody who hasn't seen this movie what i just described is in this movie and i think if i think there is some value into watching that because it is the most insane decisions that have to be made in order for that to be a reality on screen and 
to think people thought that that was a good idea in this movie is the wildest thing. And it could yeah, be cut I like just, a horror movie. Like it essentially is, it could, there's is. really no score like in those parts, I feel like. But if you added any, because I feel like if you even add dramatic music, it would play off as just like a fucked up horror. It already does. It already is essentially in those moments. And your main character is the monster. Is the monster. Enacting karmatic justice in her mind. It's just revenge. It's revenge. Mm -hmm. It's a revenge play at, at at that point. And you, I don't know. I guess you question yourself of like, I'm trying to, Maybe I'm trying to give a credit. Maybe I'm trying to understand how people thought yeah. it could be okay to take it this far. Yes. But I guess it might, might, the closest I can think is like, it's really confronting you as an audience member of like, hey, you remember how much you hated this guy? Well, you think this is okay to do to me? You're like, no. How about this? No, no, okay. It's like, well, yeah. It's like, you got to forgive yourself. It's like, okay is that the message that you can figure that out before you fucking tortured someone because maybe there's something wrong with you if that's what you have to resort to i i don't know because what are you what are you trying to listen out of the audience are you whose side are you on whose side are you on in that moment whose side there's a fucking person drowning in a bathtub your main character is smoking a cigarette laughing and talking mad shit and then you she cleans them up dra- well, i don't know how Brings him up, brings him downstairs, eats a salad, and laughs in his face the entire time. And, and is, is just, saying, like, oh, and you must be hungry. You must be hungry. Why don't you go yeah. into the kitchen and make yourself something? <laughs> Another shame. Shame on you for being handicapped. Shame on you. All those things are come up it's for this moment for me. And I get to be the she's playing God. I, she's trying to play fucking oh God. My. In that, in those moments, to to this one person, she throws the salad at him and then storms off. Like, and I'm just sitting there. And like, then, okay, just also crying. too, and he is crying. He is crying. Also, what a psychopath! Did you see what it, the salad consisted of? Uh, was it like no, uh, not specifically? It, it was just lettuce and was slices of tomato with zero dressing on it. I did not notice. <laughs> there was guess, yeah. zero. Row that was unsettling she was like we're like mm, tasty. and then like she was, she, it was like a piece of like arugula it, or something it was like that scene in return of the king with the the hand of the <laughs> king <laughs> where he's biting the tomato and it bursts all over oh god that's also a horrific part of that that's the way that, that movie turns into a horror movie too. it's just there's a there's there's a tension paid in this movie where it's just her dipping it into this perfect layer of food and it just bursting in her mouth and uh, all of it is like what fucking movie are we watching right now like this isn't what should be in this movie at all where now you're paying close attention to physical idiosyncrasies you're being incredibly brutal to your characters with like, your characters with your characters as well um and oh my and, god and so she's so just wild. like railing on him across the table she reveals that uh brenda has empty charles bank account left with their children the, mm-hmm. the chris maid christina he's can't help him because she brenda didn't pay the maid 
and all of Charles' friends, associates, and connections have abandoned him now that he's been left crippled and penniless. Which, wow. <laughs> I guess that's how Wikipedia describes it. I thought that would have been more so maybe his connections with crime or something, but what kind of friends leave someone who gets shot in the fucking back and left paralyzed and all of your friends fucking leave? I, like, are, I, like, how does that work out either? No, it's just, it, that's, that's just all so convenient. That's so convenient. convenient. Yeah. It's so incredibly convenient because in no reality would the person who won the Jeff, what was it? The, what was oh, the award? Joshua Feinstein, something like and, that. Yeah. The Joshua Feinstein, uh, lawyer of the year award. Jacob. Like, Feinstein, yeah. Jacob. Of course. Feinstein. I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah, somebody who won that award wouldn't get that award without having people who would when he was shot in the back for like as far as anybody other than us as an audience member is concerned, anybody else in this movie wouldn't be like, oh, he was involved in this drug thing, right? Because we only know that because yeah. we saw his interaction right. with the guy who was Everyone else just he was however many times in the back and he's a news story and everyone's like <laughs> right. writing his name on the news he should have fucking flowers Fla he he, have like press coming to his mansion <laughs> being like how are right. you can we get a quote from your wife who you said you absolutely love during the esteemed jacob feinstein award night that <laughs> we were all there for we all know about you but no they're it like the, it is the hottest night in Atlanta shame to handicap people in this movie <laughs> this movie hates handicaps handicap. <laughs> <laughs> like all his friends <laughs> oh god he's in a wheelchair ooh yeah uh, what the fuck what the fuck <laughs> I only hang out with dude that dude's fucking yoked in that movie too um yeah Charles. all of his friends Charles, yeah, Charles is fucking yoked. I mean, everyone, uh, everyone's attractive in this, and that's like just the sort of, I don't know, Hallmark Channel sort of thing where it's just melodramatic. Totally, sort of yeah. Like, I yeah, you're, I don't know, soap opera where you can just kind of watch beautiful people get into like really interesting, dramatic, fantastical yeah. dramas, like almost right. Like, I I don't know, and it, it almost counteracts our point in a weird. That's just like. It takes her level to the to the full extent as well, but she's the main protagonist character we're supposed to connect and and be on her side, and you makes you really question whether you're on her side. And I'm not sure. <laughs> that's where I start to question: is like, does it really understand like what kind of detriment and effect that it has on our of our view of her? And it never fully recovers for me. It never yeah. does like that, and that is a huge memorable part of this movie when i think about it of like or it could be one of those things like oh yeah i've seen that movie it was or you started talking about medea like oh yeah she's funny it was pretty good what about that one part <laughs> if it starts to go down it's like it really where she just pulls guns on people yeah like the, for the movie of of the main char character of i i all and then you just start to think like all these people are terrible people well I, I don't know like Orlando's not a terrible and person. Medea's not a terrible. I mean, she's. It, I mean, no, Medea's questionable. She's deeply flawed. I mean, I mean. Yeah, she. I mean, she's pulling a gun out on people. Helen's like that's mom, not. That's Helen's not chill. Seems nice, but she's also kind of. Helen's kind yeah. of spiteful. We don't know. Yeah, yeah she's got. Yeah, she's. Got, yeah, she's got some shit. She could have a dark side. Who knows? But, the but brother like, of Medea. I think, that, I think is moment, also I'm, a really shitty person too. Yeah, I mean, he sexually harasses people 
uh, all the all time. time. Yeah. And he's just a creepy dude. And I don't know, maybe he laced that weed with PCP. Maybe, maybe that's what's going on with the, with what's her face. No, <laughs> no. Okay. I'm sorry. I don't, I'm yeah. Sorry, no, he's, stop he's, he's, man. He's not that bad. He's not smoking. He's bad. He's not smoking PCP. He's, he's, he's uh, looking at a penthouse just in the, <laughs> in the living room as the newspaper. And that oh. bit where he's just like, the news is so sad today. <laughs> <laughs> i remember seeing that it's just, it just like yeah it's like these it seems like one of those things like oh we all know that character we know how, we all have that guy in our family or we yeah. all have this person in our family sort of thing where it's just like you feel licensed to kind of be a little more uh i don't know just uh slapstick yeah slapstick but, and, uh, and just i don't know lack of better word maybe not offensive or just uh, yeah it's just like a it's not a brace it's, it's like, like yeah this is a flipping this is a character yeah. and if you do stereotype it a bit more maybe you get a bit more license to go that extra mile but i it just it really fucking crosses your wires that whole scene because <laughs> the main it character does. you're really supposed to be on her side and right at the moment of like you could end the movie with her marrying orlando and moving on with her life i mean you wouldn't <laughs> totally get things resolved whatever with with charles but all this shit with charles that it was introducing with all the crime stuff it's like who fucking cares about charles why am i having a scene about charles in this scene of like that's about helen getting with orlando and she already left charles and you're having a scene with just charles and this other character that you don't know about his crime past you're like well this is obviously going to come up some way you do not expect it coming up this way you do not expect it coming up with him being paralyzed and then being in the miseries type situation together but there's just such a lack of disregard for Helen. I don't know. Oh, sure. I, I don't understand she, her at all. Okay. Yeah. So she's, she's a mean, that's a, that's the point I'm making though, with Tyler Perry's voice is that like, I think he gets women. I think he has a level of femininity just like, I think I can sympathize. Like, I don't know. I feel like you can have a level of femininity as a male writer, but you also don't really get women. And I, and that's how you're able to think that a woman would be able to do this and then do that as well. And that's not, it. it that's not the case. That's not realistic. You're just like, it's almost like you kind of get the concept of what women are thinking but you don't actually like really know it. And I would make the critique of all of his characters is, is that he like, he has a broad idea of people and, but he doesn't really know those people. So they're, they always kind of stay very broad, like somebody who really gets into the, like, I don't know, gets into the, maybe the rougher side or the more intimate side of life. Like, or just more simply, somebody who's actually experienced shit would be able to write this better. But he, like, knows those people exist, and he kind of has an idea of them, but it that's it. Like, and that's all that his voice is able to um, be is, I can write sentiment, I can write uh, a female voice for the most part, I can Right, also like oh, no, a like different genres. Collage too. Like, <laughs> he's probably I could picture him doing a one act show, like a one act play mm. with Medea and him playing all of these characters in a one act play of just like here's a collage 
of my memories of growing up with this this oh my god i would love that people and i was look, when i looked up for uh this movie there is a di- uh, diary of a mad black woman play i believe a stage mm-hmm. that you can watch as well which makes complete sense to me because it does have that feeling of like a stage play and and some of these things are like played to the back rows and even the the sensibility and emotion and i'm i'm just really just trying to reconcile like how i i now i'm just i think it is just like you are you are being dramatic and you are showing to the full extent of like this is what this character is going is would do if fueled by pure spite and revenge is go this far and you're supposed to be kind of repulsed by it because when she goes to her mother later i think she is like disgusted with herself a little bit uh actually no i changed that because you know what they they're like oh i what they're saying is like i would have done worse than what you did is kind of like what their sentence mm-hmm. is at that point so maybe you're just supposed to kind of i don't know the i think i think he does try to hearken into uh that yeah that feminine uh side of of things naturally that's who the main character is um but it's interesting to what extent he took the dramatic mean side of characters and expressed it that way and expected humor out of some of those moments which i think mm. almost really makes me think of like an adam sandler movie or something like that yeah oh my god totally like you find humor in kind of like uh well the comeuppance of it all and and kind of just uh it's it's it, he had it he had right. it, he had it coming right 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 um people deserve it or it's or you can i don't know even even make fun of people for certain things i just like to to go that far with someone who's physically disabled is above and beyond just that character's <laughs> and personality and who he is that's a that's, an entire, so com- that's an entire community of, of people <laughs> that's, that's an entire community so, of, so of, of people that they a char- our main character is shaming <laughs> and making him feel bad, and and I, it's so hard to move. They can't past. do it's so anything. To, it's so hard to move past. Maybe it's trying to play it off as like, oh, you're supposed to know he is going to get better, but you don't know that. You think he might be permanently like this, and then he like, got shot in the spine like five times. Yeah. Like that's that's what's posited in the movie. Mm-hmm. As far as we know, he's never going to get better. This yeah. is going to be there's going to be physical therapy to only discover that he's going to be in this wheelchair his whole life. Yeah. Like the, uh, because this movie is so fucking uneven. Like. I mean, I I could imagine that Charles is seriously not maybe, uh, yeah, could almost be a paraplegic because I don't I it just this is what happens when you really love like quadruple because he wasn't using his arms to help himself up at any point like when he was thrown in the bathroom. Oh, he was. I'm sorry. Yeah, he was a quadriplegic at that that point in the movie, and he started to get his right side back. I I think he said at one point when he came home. (laughs) he did he's like i got my right side back and that's after she has the conversation with her she with her mother where medea and her mother are like i would kick his fucking ass if i were you and they both know that he's paralyzed as well and it's just like what am i supposed to be feeling right now and she's just like oh i only beat him up a little bit and they're like giving her just like oh i would have done worse but also 
that's when she gets the sage wisdom, which was just one of the better scenes. Once it gets to the, the latter part of the scene is when they're sitting her down and they are giving her advice on life and, and, and bringing her up and in and, and her low moment. Now you're kind of just like, fuck you. You're a, a monster, a true monster, a true oh, yeah. monster of a person. <laughs> I've seen worse things in, and uh, I haven't. I've seen less worse things in horror movies. I think know. Jigsaw from Saw could. <laughs> we could rationalize at least like goes through these trials and tribulations. I mean, she straight up plunged a paraplegic <laughs> into a tub filling up with water. It's like I. I don't know. There could there's be no similar. Coming, to, yeah, there's no coming back. There's no coming. There's no coming back. back. But for what? It's, <laughs> For what it's worth, that scene was like nice with the mom and, and those. He almost those drowned to death. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Do you imagine what if, like, so we were past. so easily on so the at the point of if he just died in the tub because he drowned? Like we were yeah. at that point. It showed us at the precipice all, of death. The pre- the precipice of death. That is so. And what was like, our main character doing? Laughing, smoking a cigarette. <laughs> yeah, so, like, yeah. like evil like Bond villain, dude. Like, I've got you now, Mr. Talking Bond. Now a, I can just a, toy a, with you like a cat does with its prey. <laughs> right. And there's even her talking to his paralyzed body in the tub as the water is rising and he is struggling to breathe. Yeah. There is that where she is explaining to him how she is feeling and he is slowly getting suffocated i <laughs> what do what are you supposed to, <laughs> to feel? feel what is supposed to be okay we gotta i it's hard to move past it's so hard to move past but that scene i think it, for what it's worth is kind of nice between medea and her mom um yeah. and and they tell her like a message that i think is worth hearing is you know you need to learn how to forgive your forgive him then you can forgive yourself and you you're She's like, why would I for, yeah, forgive right. him? It's like, it's, it's not for him. It's for yourself. All yeah. very good, mm-hmm. good advice and a way to advice. not feel like you need to take revenge. You just need to practice acceptance and, and move forward, which you thought you think she might've learned earlier on, but just, she like gets this opportunity to, ah, so, right. hard, so hard. Um, but she goes back and then he's like, says he's like getting his right side back. And then she like takes care of him to the full. He's getting a re- his right like side back. Montage, because she continues. Right she doesn't leave him. Yeah. yeah so she from like this. continues to help him in, in a way yeah. that's like they're, they're pals now. <laughs> they're pals. Yeah, absolutely. And all of it is to the conclusion of. So but through you, this. this you, were mentioning, you don't really know where where she's going to end up at this point. That's what I'm saying. So we're not sure how she feels. So we, so I can remember vividly where I wrote this note down is, is that, so we are now at the dinner at Medea's place. And there is Charles is there. He has gone through rehabilitation, which Helen has been in pivotal part she has essentially lived as she's a live-in caretaker for charles as he has rehabilitated his body back to life she has also learned to forgive him at that point we haven't really gotten a whole oh and i I, i'm not gonna leave this podcast without forgetting is we are now we've experienced this montage that we've talked about yeah i guess we already kind of talked about the uh we we talked about it but i just brian and deborah 
Brian and Deborah, but it, it was story has come to comes to yeah. yeah, it comes to a resolution. Just like it a is just a, rehab. You're fine. Yeah, it's a chef's kiss where the the moment of full re- uh, rehabilitation for Deborah is she there. We're at a church. Um, oh, and this is also you know Tyler Perry's character as well as that. So his daughter is now singing in the choir. She's an amazing singer. Made a note of that. Incredible. Oh, incredible um, singer. Yeah, of course. Incredible singer, which is kind of a little surprising um, given her age. And then also too, it seems like her father has not let her um, practice at all. It's not like she got any training or anything like that. Um, but yeah, an amazing singer and. Then the the church is in rapture uh, through the singing of the choir, and then Deborah busts through the back, and then she, she's been mentioned as being a singer. That's what led her to drugs, because all singers do drugs. And she just busts in through the church back doors and just starts belting the high notes yeah. in the in the song that they're singing. And I went to it, rehab, but now I'm better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here in the back. <laughs> I'm here. I uh, went to rehab. I went into this one bed that had this like shiny spotlight on me. Yeah, and and I and I slept there for a night, and I'm back. They they uh they took the crack uh addled makeup off of my face off. and I'm good. Yeah. I don't have to stay in that halfway house anymore. I'm all right. Yeah. <laughs> They're just rolling past and, that, and that Tyler Perry just on the porch. You know, yeah. oh, it's such great just uh, very movie moments where Tyler Perry in this moment. So there's no talking because there's a complete song that's happening that she is a, a like part a of Bolly, as well. Bollywood moment. Like oh, a, Bollywood moment. Hey, that's a great yeah analogy or example of something similar of Tyler Perry sees oh she's now singing she's in church um and now I'm going to hug her and just accept her now and she is all good um we don't need to talk about this at all um I'm just gonna accept you because we're just so enraptured in this glorious moment in this church mm-hmm. um oh and I would say to you know to the church I thought it was very uh a very clear example of what the morality of this movie is is that during the montage in which deborah is being rehabilitated uh tyler perry there is a shot of him on the um he's laying on his couch and he just has the bible on his chest that he's reading just looking up and it's just a moment of him you know in contemplation about what deborah's doing he's just got the word he's just got the fucking word yeah, of god it's that's probably i don't know that that sort of theme of they've got to kind of forgive themselves and each other a little bit too is that's got to be the overriding right. thing as well as and and charles and and all that uh but i think I, yeah that's i think that's a great great moment i mean a, a scene a scene in a black church is 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 a wonderful i mean the music is incredible yeah and, and it's and she doubt if that's actually deborah singing she's amazing yeah i th- i it's, i feel <laughs> like it is and there's she was hitting this note that felt like from like a real belly like grown woman oh no she started she, like, low and it went very it, high yeah. yeah oh for sure it was great and then uh yeah her her mom okay, and, we've been- and, and sings sings with her and that is a yeah. a nice place to start to like wind down the movie uh and it does get all the characters in the same place um to have a moment and then after that it, it, i guess it's just a sunday night dinner right 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's a Sunday like, night oh, dinner. We like just had the church. Something, but it's like, no, they probably do this just every yeah. Sunday. And they show this spread of food that looks so good. Um, the fried I love the, fried I love the idea of Sunday dinners, James. I wish we lived next to each other because yeah, dude. the idea of Sunday dinners amongst friends is such a good concept because Sundays mm-hmm. can more than most days be easily reserved at a five o'clock to seven o'clock time frame mm-hmm. be reserved for being with people being with people you care about what a way like, to end it too because it's like i feel like yeah. some people get kind of sad on sunday nights of like oh i gotta go to work tomorrow or something like that it's called the sunday scaries yeah and and you can just uh, yeah you're thinking of- about work i and i've and i'm guilty of it too that's why um as a marketer something that i know very well that companies are doing is uh advertising cbd products to people like me that are um have anxiety about their work weeks and then that translates into a pretty large demo and that's a good like that's a good messaging to push but yeah absolutely but i i CBD think and oil and all of those uh all the all the food all the, all the food. have a nice sleep uh before work tonight the next oh absolutely that's a great idea too yeah yeah it looks it looks great it almost looked like thanksgiving or something but i'd just like to have an excuse a little potluck situation or it could be like mm-hmm. I, I don't know i think that's a great idea if if uh all right we got to find a middle ground between la and, and san diego we're just gonna <laughs> and every sunday every sunday tough. <laughs> that's tough it's tough, tough. shit uh, we're in a long tough, distance tough, sunday, tough. uh night dinner mm-hmm. relationship <laughs> yeah long distance uh yeah, so. I've just been on this uh, escapade, though, of just getting all my friends to live in San Diego. So over time, I'll just get you to get there. You've been pretty successful, man. I, yeah, I mean, who can who can blame you? It's it's absolutely beautiful out there. <laughs> it's yeah, it's incredible. I was uh, uh, I was at Del Mar recently, went to the racetracks. It's was, it was been a while since I've been down there and it's so much so much fun. Absolutely. Yeah, weather, absolute blast. weather's great. Love Del Mar. Um, I love Del Mar. It's got a good breeze there. That's something that I really love about Del Mar. It's got a yeah. good, like, uh, the ocean comes in well in that area. Mm-hmm. And you just, yeah, get to, even though you're not at the beach, you just get so much of, yeah, that um, that crispness in the air. Yeah, it's and nice. a bunch of stuffy old white people. It's great. Anyways. <laughs> to, uh, Again, this is two white dudes talking about diary of I'm one of I was one of those people at the racetrack. What am I talking about? I'm a stuffy old, old white. I, 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 yeah, <laughs> but that, yeah, we you, didn't even talk about you that. Gamble we're, when you go. We're two. We're two white dudes uh, talking about fucking real quick. Uh, Medea. I, I, this, is I've only, time, this is my first time. The last time I was there, I was doing a little bit. Um, I wasn't doing. I've full, only gambled. Uh, really once in my life but then kind of twice because i went with my mom and she put the bets in for me oh it's uh intimidating it's intimidating uh but i'm such a terrible gambler i'm such an awful yeah i'm an awful i I was lucky and i won one at the end there uh well you the the cool thing is you can there's rules to it and then i got my program that that was explaining to me Yep. Um, and there's, I, I got a little crash course and it was fun. It's like, you don't have to just bet on a horse winning. You can best on a horse, bet on a horse, totally winning, placing or showing, which is second, you know, first or second or first, second, third. And then you can like box them and add like different horse, like other horses and be like, Oh, these other ones are going to be somewhere between first, second, third, fourth, yeah. whatever. Um, but that kind of opened it up for me. And then you just kind of have like a little bit of invested of, of whatever I was doing practice. <laughs> it- practice right practicing so hard in my head of like how to 
say it to the people, but it, it really adds <laughs> to it, man. It's it's uh, it was, it, it it was does. Fun. If you find yourself in that situation when in Rome, and you just gotta kind of go for it, even if you do a little five dollar bet on the on a horse to win or something, because you like this. So many silly names. I love all the names. They're so oh, the names of the they're, group. They're so the great. There's one that was like Groovy Huey. Oh, you know who won? Uh, one of the horses that won was uh, this one called Pizza Bianca. <laughs> Pizza Bianca. <laughs> guess who owned the horse? You're never, you're never gonna guess. It was a okay, celebrity chef. I'll give you that celebrity chef. Oh, Pizza Bianca. All right, I'm just gonna tell you. You oh you unless come on, give me one. No, 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 no. Let, let me let me get it. He's kind of he's kind of a handsome guy. Bobby Flight? Oh, you got it. You got it. Oh my god. Boom, boom, wow. boom, 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 boom. Bravo, sir. Wow. I can't yeah. believe you fucking got that. So Bobby Flay was there and yeah, his, sure. horse, his horse won, and then it like he went down and he like accepted, and it was so funny. He's like, Oh my god, I Bobby Flay as well. This is crazy. John and Elway his was horse I saw, I saw one. John Elway was yeah. God, that guy a, just wins, dude. And that, that this guy is my mind. This is Bobby Flay's W's <laughs> massive, massive. That guy gets nothing but W's. It's insane. And this is my dumb, like my gambling mind or whatever. He has like time. four restaurants like, in Las Vegas. I believe it. I was like, oh, there's <laughs> no way he's gonna get a W in this field. He's gotten so many in the in the in the cooking culinary culinary yeah. field that like this is something that leave it to the the guys who's this is their real profession. So I'm like, oh, I'm gonna bet on like Groovy Huey or some other silly name that that's a great like, name. I think that's that one might have gone scratched or something. But I was like, oh, Groovy Huey is a cool name. A cool uh, name. And sure enough, Bobby Flay ones. I'm like, well, fuck this. What am I supposed to expect? Like, when? How am I supposed to? How am I supposed to win gambling? But I, I wanted to, that, that's, I wanted that's to, how I won, I won uh, a little bit of money and that was uh, fun, but it's fun if you don't, if you just uh, want to have a little bit of, um, yeah, you know, like a invested, vested interest in, in something while you're watching uh, the ponies. <laughs> that's, I mean, I completely, <laughs> yeah, I, no, I completely agree. There's uh, so three things that you talked about that I completely agree with this is that I'm not a big sports guy. So gambling and putting money on it makes it more interesting. So just overall, I'm more invested in something that I don't normally like. I don't know, give a shit about. We're on a movies podcast. The reason that I do movies is because hopefully people can tell by now that I like fucking movies. I don't not fucking them. That's weird. But like, I just I really enjoy movies. And is that what you think porn is, Brandon? <laughs> yeah, it's like taking the videotape and having sex with it. That's Brandon, not what Brandon, I think. Brandon, That's not no, what I think. Brandon. I I am an adult and I have a healthy like understanding of what okay. sex is, and that is not it. Okay, um, just checking. But I know when they, yeah. when the pages stick together that. That's that's a problem, but man, I am not Medea's brother in the middle the of the day reading the news. I, that's not that's not the situation happening. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just I want to make the distinction that I'm not fucking movies. I'm just I really enjoy movies. Uh-huh. Uh, so I totally get that. Then also too, I pick things totally based on names and colors and like things that are more abstract outside of uh what like uh, I think. Then actually, my third point is is that. If I spend the time to know that Bobby Flay or a person and team had a larger investment into the game I was gambling in, then that would have probably influenced what my bet would have been. Because that is typically when I try to actually win, 
you understand that there are so many other factors that matter into the equation that equals a W. And if you give a shit about things, then you'll like know that. But to the second point is, is that educated guest at, at best still though. Educated guest. Cause the, cause that's what I would say is back to the second point is it's all all odds. You can get better odds if you bet on the lower odds. Even though we pick names that are fun, those will win. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) I, cause I, I I bet it on ponies. Um, and yeah, that's what you call them. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> were those guys i want were those guys? I, I i i won as well and it's totally based off picking a name because it is fucking gambling like it is it just there yeah a i would much rather like, get oh, yeah, drunk and pick fun names yeah. than like uh, let me do a week and a half worth of research <laughs> really have to stay sober in order for me to make the decisions no, on the day based can, on the on the on the information that's given beforehand yeah. and then you can get drunk that day and then just like make all your bets the right when you get there and then you just sit there with your tickets <laughs> that, <laughs> things good. get scratched or whatever oh that is yeah that, that, that's a good point i just i don't know uh, oh, i'd be really interested in that situation well on the betting websites that i use for sports you can do a multiple days in advance but i'd be curious if you could for racing because racing maybe not in advance oh. but you just like your day of and you can there's even an app for it uh oh, that you can, like bet through that that way too even if you're not at the rate you can like watch and bet on through an app so everything's just all on yeah app. you're and, right and you you're right like you're right. Yeah. or something like that but no we should take a trip we'll take a trip to the to the races me and you one day and we'll and we'll do it that'll be fun i'd love that um yeah last time i went to the races um my drink of choice was the chupacabra uh-huh what's the, what's that it's probably some tequila it, or mezcal or it is it is uh it's silver tequila and pepsi whoa <laughs> interesting with some lime pepsi in particular yeah and with some lime yeah okay i like uh the, I like Coke the, and pepsi the, with lime. the way that i figured this out is uh or heard about this drink was uh bacardi did a advertisement where they talked about the history of bacardi and they would frame it like it was shot like a movie and it would just give the date and it would talk about the like it was almost like an adventure movie advertisement shot and would also talk about the history of the company and they talked about the chupacabra and then yeah just getting soda um and then mixing it with uh clear rum and it's a fantastic drink. Big one's a mint julep, I get right, it. So it works well with but, rum, or, uh, rum or tequila. I could see rum working well, too. Mm. The chupacabra is rum. I'm sorry, okay. it's not tequila. That makes, it's, okay, uh, that makes clear rum. a bit more sense. It's I clear can, rum, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That sounds good. Well, anyways, back to fucking... Uh, <laughs> back to fucking... <laughs> dire fucking movies. This is, this is the fucking movies um with your trusty hosts yeah it's so we kingdoms where, where we where we fuck movies um so, so we're getting I mean, no yeah it's, back it's, to so, the game the, it's movie the end of it yeah, the they, end of it yeah. she, she shows the divorce papers at the dinner table the divorce papers yeah with the rings it's over between them right. two she runs into the steel mill uh to go see orlando 
Oh, she's okay. Just running so through the steel mill. Orlando, Orlando, I'm here. I want so, your seed. Uh, a thing that I've talked about previously already in this combo, but this is the best example of it, is the the visuals of this scene are incredible. There's a camera on a dolly behind like boxes of of shit and then you can see her just in fragments running through the steel mill and then she's yelling orlando there's a like a supervisor that's running after her saying like hey you can't be in here it's dangerous it's a fucking steel mill it's a steel mill put her heart out on at least um and then orlando sees her and then he you know he's like what are you doing here and he's like and then they have yeah hey boss it's okay she's with me um and then they have the conversation like i did it i i've I've changed and you've made me realize all the things that i want out of life are just really one thing and it's for you to love me unconditionally and it's very romantic and it's very good. Like, and again, it's like, it's two really good looking people talking about like, uh, you know, they've, they've grown and they're ready to give themselves over. I mean, he's always been ready to give himself over. Right. And yeah, I mean, it, it, I, I, would, I would be lying if it. I would say like, it, it is a sweet moment for its own thing, but it is, I don't know for, for her to just expect him to be like, waiting on okay. call on call right. for her to just walk totally his life and <laughs> right. instantly be like okay i'll get married and then that just be it at any point any, any moment he's like on him and so it's just like i haven't talked to you in two that's or the point of like they three are months so salacious with the drama leading <laughs> up to that of like i don't know her going to be with charles and not being with orlando and there's not really any sort of fallback or fallout for that matter of her and orlando like being separated and all those things that she does to Charles. I, I don't know that to if what if Orlando was confronted with the true nature of who Helen is? Yeah, sure. Be, Which is not, never, I'm not going to completely go back to that either, but even if he doesn't know everything, but just to know I, I, a little I bit of like, yeah. where, if he was no. at, if even she was taking care of him and him being like, so what's up with you and Charles, at least like bring that up. Like what's going on. Mm-hmm. I sure. like at least she'd be like, I gave him the papers. We signed the papers. We're good. I, I don't know. Maybe that's just an assumption or something. It's just like there was none of that. And there was no, oh, that's no, a, that's a, that's a, that's a good assumption though. No because, moment of resolution yeah. to, uh, or like not a big enough moment of resolution to how deep of a hurt that could place on Orlando. You know, she just fucking walked out in the middle of a proposal. And so once again, this is an Orlando podcast. But still, it's like you don't see or hear from him after that moment. And he's probably and you hear that he's He's hanging in limbo and stuff. And it's right. And so it's just like whenever the minute she goes back to him, he has no response. But like, okay, all right, cool. Let's get married. So like that. Yeah, no, it's too easy for her to just like do that. So I don't know. Right. I There's think it this almost be more satisfying if he was like, no, that was fucked up. I don't want to be with you. And then she's like, well, I actually do have to figure out how to be alone for once, which I never did this whole movie. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways. It's, uh, yeah. It, it, 
all of this is just making me think about what the movie is positing, which is that Charles recovered from being a quadriplegic in like three weeks, which is just so funny and weird because that's yeah, the only that. way that you can come back. You can go to rehab and get off crack in like a day. It's Oh, yeah, and that too. Yeah. And, and that too. And those are like really glaring. Yeah. Mistakes in the movie, because that's not possible at all. Um, but yeah, cause the assumption is, is that there's that scene where she, before the dinner, I think, uh helen goes to her restaurant and place of work again and then he's there orlando's there and then he says oh i thought you were going to like stand me up and oh yeah, yeah it, it 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 loosely threads this idea because yeah it's fucking weird to think about it critically where she is falling in love with a person and I would say like it, it gives enough like actual exposition to give breathing room for like maybe uh, almost a year. Like there is a transition that happens when, with Helen where she doesn't like actually working, then starts to enjoy it in a very Hayao Miyazaki way where it's like actually work it and like. You find yourself so much in just pursuing something that you don't need to do. Well, no, you definitely need to do, but you don't maybe want to do that thing. And that that could be like, yeah, almost a year. But the Charles thing, it's insane that she Charles gets paralyzed. And then she takes care of him. Then we see a scene with Orlando where, yeah, she was about to marry him. Then she's gone for maybe about three weeks. And it seems like they've never talked. They haven't talked at all to each other, which that would be fucking insane. And then from there, she kind of sets up like. I like brings him along like strings him along because she is going to ultimately go back to Orlando. And then it's like a couple weeks later, the dinner happens. She gives the divorce papers and then goes to his place of work. And I know this was all really incredibly long winded, but it is just so weird to think about why he would even want to marry her. Yeah. Sure. And to be ex like, and to see her in at his place of work and be like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to pick up exactly where we left off because there is enough time that's passed that if you were in a, could you imagine to anybody out there who has a person that they love and spends most of their time with, what if they just didn't talk to you for, I don't know six months and at that like moment that, that they left that they, would be they, crazy it was when you proposed <laughs> to them and they looked back and saw that their pre that their current husband had been shot and they ran away from you in a moment of proposing <laughs> your life to them is is essentially the last time you saw them or or spoke to them and, i, I, and I mean honestly, uh, like eugene best... i'm single you're in a relationship if that if if your significant other just Okay, like even take out kind of a little bit of this like romantic relationship out of that. If 
your significant other had to go deal with an issue. Yeah. Just uh, we'll do a blanket general statement. Had to go deal with something serious. We could frame it that way as well. And then just didn't hear from you in three months. And then expected you to be there maybe because that's where you've been there before. And then you happen to show up in three months and then have those interactions. You'd be like, where the fuck have you it's been? It's almost like, like wait- he's, he's been in a moment of stasis because she comes back <laughs> and says, yes, I will marry you. He asks. And then she walks away and then she <laughs> comes back and she's like, yes. And he's like, okay. He's literally like, has not, has not <laughs> cryogenically <laughs> frozen. <laughs> his, emo- his emotional state, at least of like where he's been has been cr- somehow cryogenically frozen. To where he has remained unfazed and unchanged. And when she walked away, he just like went blank and went into standby mode until until she revived him in order to, to get married. Because that's that's literally that's what happened. And, and there's there's no even cut away to him like in those moments of when she's committing uh torture and physical abuse on on someone there's no there's no phone call of like hey it's orlando just want to make sure everything's okay i haven't seen you since i proposed to you in the in the coolest fucking way possible and most romantic oh my god what a sweetheart said i want your knight in shiny armor in your fairy tale and oh by the way you just left without an explanation i know charles is paralyzed that's a bummer i see that on the tv Um, (laughs) all his friends have left him uh alone i I know he's a social pariah for some reason but uh just wanted to see what's up okay bye i like i like what is (laughs) I don't know. And then he's just, just like, you said he's been calling Medea probably a couple times or whatever. I think she, she maybe said that he's close with enough people in the family. Uh, but no, you, you get uh, Tyler Perry, uh, Brian and Deborah, or whatever, just having to do yeah. with um, their own. And, and it's just, that to me is just, yeah. Like, Ty, like within his family, one of his family members was addicted to crack or had, had drug issues. And that was important for him to place in the movie as much as some of the other uh, members of the family and the, in the community. And that had such an effect on him that this was really a saga. And it, I can see how there's more of these movies and I could almost picture this. As, yeah. as like more of a TV show with how many threads are, are kind of going on. Um, but man, do I feel cheated at the end of end of this? Let's get into uh, final I, thoughts, I, I or do you want to do? I'm going to do some critic. I'll do some critics reviews. Let's here. do that. So this yeah, is from yeah. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes um, top critics on Rotten Tomatoes, sixteen uh, percent for critics, eighty-seven percent for audience. David Edelstein from NPR's Fresh Air, uh, he says half inspired and half eye rollingly terrible. Um. Roger Ebert, Chicago Sun-Times. We know him. One out of four. I've been reviewing movies for a long time, and I can't think of one that more dramatically shoots itself in the foot. (laughs) One of the best. He's one of the best. Uh, He's one of the best. Stephen Holden, New York York Times. uh, Sorry, I'll do Kevin Thomas, Los Angeles Times. Oh, What do you got to say about Roger Ebert? I I would just say it must be interesting to read. That review must be interesting to read because I think he would just say that you're not like you're not giving enough human emotion to what you're presenting, which is going to be essentially my final thought. Then maybe I'm superimposing, but like there is also a 
salaciousness and fun being had in this movie that is worth more than one. I think if you would, I don't want to give too much away what my review is, but like there, what is being presented in here, especially. No, I mean, you can say, we can say our opinions first. Maybe that's format could be better. And so we could not color by other people's opinions. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Uh, Maybe. I don't know. I just, I guess, no, because I do want to hear more opinions because I think it does inform. It helps coalesce um, your own thoughts. Yeah, coalesce my own thoughts. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, then, yeah. I mean, yeah, I was kind of. I don't. I don't. I don't it's, it's interesting. There's I, one of not the, funny. Not <laughs> funny. Hey, always, always good to bring that one back. Um, <laughs> That's what I would say about the, oh, Roger. Roger and Eber review. Um. Yeah, there's. I see. I was just kind of glancing through it. There's another line says he says there's a good movie buried beneath the bad one, is one of the lines. He yeah, says, says as well. Totally. Um, and it's uh, it's a, uh, it's up there. If anyone is interested, Kevin Thomas, Los Angeles Times, two out of five. Comic relief is often welcome in drama, but those. Ah, let me let me take that again. Everyone ready? Yep. Yep. Uh huh. Yep. All right, we ready? Do it again. Okay. And uh, action. Comic relief is often welcome in drama, but these broad caricatures, which draw easy laughter as the minstrel turns they are, Mm. destroy the sense of reality that a large and hardworking cast is otherwise striving to create. We just have our first cut. You should cut that out entirely. Not the not that delivery, because that was amazing. But oh, I don't care. No, I'm not going to cut that out. People can hear people can hear my foibles. I don't care. This is a okay. foible. This is not a foible-free podcast. Sorry, you will hear some foibles that that oh, occur. Man, um, but this per- Kevin Thomas seems to not enjoy the comic relief. Destroy the sense of reality, huh? I don't know. Mm. I I very welcome this the comic relief. If there was like you want things to be more dramatic, or you just want things to more be more evenly toned, I could understand that. You want things to be more evenly toned. I think that that I could agree with him there. But then you get an Adam Sandler movie and yeah, if it goes one way or the other, it should like comic right. relief should be comic relief. Maybe it should be just that relief, but I don't know. It's, 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 uh, all over the place a little bit. And there's just some unforgivable moments, um, that is going to be part of my review, I guess. Uh, I, I think, I think it's Jer- good to Jeremiah- do Oh, sorry. Sorry. What? I, I think it's good to do for the format of the show is, is that we do the critics review, then give our review and then do the, we can, let's try that this is time. That, yeah. Yeah. Is that, let's try yeah. it. Let's try uh, it. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, Jeremiah Kipp slant magazine, Perry's film adaptation clearly preaches to the converted while presupposing it's TV sitcom humor will win or convert new fans. Hmm. That's interesting mm. knowing that it was like from skits as well. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That I, I wasn't fully aware of because, yeah, that I wonder what sort of uh, benchmark or, or it's trying to like live up to according to like other people that maybe really like that. Um, I'll do one more. Tom Long from Detroit News. The whole thing is a melodrama. There's nothing fatally wrong with that, but the setups are so easy and obvious. The humor is so broad. And the characters such one-dimensional stereotypes that the drama is laughable. I think they're hitting on like similar similar stuff. Um, would you care to 
uh, get it started with uh, your feelings, and then we'll do some customer reviews after. Yeah, or uh, audience it, reviews, I should say. It just made me think: if anybody's out there listening, I would love people to send it into this podcast. It's uh, polarize the pod at gmail, right? Polarize the pod at gmail.com. Three sentences. No, four sentences that describe your take on this movie. Um, because I think it is really interesting uh, after uh, James has read the critics review of this to get snapshots of it because you can in Rotten Tomatoes click on full review. And there's a lot of that where you just click on the full review and it'll sure. be like a, you know, a whole Some web of those page sites will long. be blo- blocked uh, or, or something. So behind a paywall or whatever. But um, I love how Rotten Tomatoes, especially for us, just, you know, we're. We're not we are we're not in terribly knowledgeable about yeah, this movie and we might have gotten movies in general, yeah. you know, is like. Right. We're not, we don't have our finger on the pulse necessarily. It's like, this is our way to find about movies is like checking Rotten Tomatoes or something. Sorry. Yeah, absolutely. No, 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 no. You're just adding that. And I would say this is like, that's why I think it's really great. If like anybody who's listening wants to send us in like four sentences about how they feel about this movie, because I think that like it kind of gets an, you can at that point develop an energy of what you're talking about. I think we could disagree about with certain things and opinions that critics have about these movies about any movies, but you do also get a sense of energy wise, like how they, how the movie affected them. And it is funny to just kind of, you know, interact with that because if you want this movie to be funnier, I get it. If you wanted this movie to be more serious, I get it. And that happens fairly often with the things that we watch because we watch polarizing movies here on polarize the pod. Uh, at gmail.com at gmail.com <laughs> but yeah like I, I mean it's it. we essentially said both of those same things like at the beginning of this at least I mm-hmm, sure I really was like yeah I either want it to be more of that or more of that I think uneven is is something we've touched on a lot and pacing yeah and I Anybody who would ever comment on my takes on movies and something that I wouldn't uh, understand is my take on things is that, and I've said this to you, James, about pacing and mood are a big thing for me. And the mood or like is so uneven in this movie. And, but if we were to start getting into critical reviews of this, the pacing wasn't too bad in this movie. I was actually pretty enthralled with a lot of this, like, because I'm going to get into my review. I'm going to do it. Oh, it is. Yeah. No, oh, yeah. This, is, this is your, this is, Oh, uh, this is, this is my time. Is your, okay, we're doing perfect. the, in between the, the critics and the audience um, reviews. Perfect. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So uh, yeah, go, go for it. Go for it. Um, the pacing wasn't bad because it proposed a lot of dramatic or sensational things in this movie. And that kind of kept it 
very much in the vein of like why I like Fast and the Furious movies <laughs> is that there is a lot of Fast and the Furious now is incredibly salacious. And I I am okay with a lot of like absolute salaciousness. Um, what I'm not okay with is when you're uneven. And so a comment that I made a lot to people, I'm sorry to all those people that have to hear my gripes, but like a, a good example, and this happens in Marvel, but something that comes immediately to mind is uh, Disney Star Wars right now is in like, say in what is it? It is uh rise of Skywalker they have a scene of somebody dying and then they'll have jokes very closely to it. And it's incredibly uneven and that's jarring. And then you just build on top of it that it's jarring that you have to uh, wrap your, like you have to push through, like this is a unique story, but then this is a lot of nostalgia and like that unevenness is not good. That's not like good filmmaking. Like you're not creating a really great sense of the, uh, a world. Dude, uh, you didn't hear that J.J. Abrams is taking over the Mediaverse. <laughs> you didn't hear that uh, he bought it out and J.J. Abrams oh, is, God. is doing the next Medea. I mean, uh, yeah, because they're so fucking star for IP. I mean, I'm yeah, I haven't heard about that yet, but I'm not surprised. Right. <laughs> um because that's uh, uh, I maybe we talked offline about this, but I'll bring it into the pod universe is that there is such a reluctance for major uh, studios to make things that are not IP because. And I work in marketing and I can sympathize to a degree of you look at metrics of success and you want to it, it, it the the natural order of things is to funnel money into that you go this is working really well let's let's ratchet it up let's bump it up let's get it going like we're hitting a gold mine we're hitting hot spot let's do more of it yeah or even any movies that aren't going to be based off some non or, or like just a, a ip that already exists you're going to come to that meeting or proposal to be like Oh, it's like Jurassic it's like Park this. meets mm -hmm. aliens, or it's I don't know. It's like Diary of a Mad Black Woman meets Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift, and mm. um, like oh, that's what everyone that combination right there that you just gave. I would give I, yeah. millions of dollars. All right, to. let's do yeah. it. Let's do it. Yeah, Diary of a Mad Black Woman and Tokyo Drift. She, should I think be we part of the family. She loves family. She. Too. She loves family too. She's got, she's, gun. she's got, like she's, ability. she's had people over to her house. They're not drinking yeah. Coronas, but they, they could. could, they could, they could. <laughs> I don't think Medea's against Coronas. I think there's a, I think we can connect there. Yeah. Um, I could pick, picture Vin Diesel in that situation. A hundred percent. I should say Dom, Dom. He's like, Hey, Hey, Okay, so the, the, this is a good transition, though. So I was just getting, I was going down a rabbit hole of unevenness. So those, that would be the critique that I would make of this movie. And we've already talked in an agnosium about the whole horror movie 
element of this. Yeah. By the way, we're not done with horror movie month. We actually just picked yeah. a horror movie. Sorry. Actually, we picked. Yeah, we picked a really great horror movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but to, you know, to bring it back is is that Tyler Perry though created an IP, and I he created a unique story for a fleshed out character who is Medea, and he's capitalized a lot on of it. Mm-hmm. I'm sure especially given the writing of this, it's probably uneven as well from all of the outings of Medea. Like just like people continue to go see Marvel movies, just because it's Marvel's Marvel movies. Like I, I can understand that with Medea and yeah, as a kind of first outing, Medea is a cool character. Just like, when I saw Iron Man, that is a cool story. Like I was into that. Um, but ultimately, yeah, the unevenness, like it's not visually a good looking movie. Does it uh accomplish what it sets out to out to do? Yeah, I think so. So I I'm gonna be relatively favorable of this movie. I know I've been kind of shitting on it a little, uh not a little bit, maybe a medium a bit, but I think this movie should be seen because I think there is enough there, especially in the 150 minutes or the 150, not 100, but 150 minutes of the movie. Oh, oh no, it's not that. It's not that long. It's like 120. It's an hour 56. I'm sorry. That's what I mean. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like something like two hours. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sorry. That's what yeah. I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got so much there that makes it entertaining. I'm going to be relatively favorable on this movie and say that this is a 65%. Fair dude. That's a, that's a, that's a strong favorable. Yeah. Uh, approach to this movie. I, that I think that I haven't really mentioned enough. I feel like that. Hey, maybe I'm not the fucking audience for this movie is another thing that like, I, I have to reconcile with myself of like some of these notes aren't going to hit me in the same way that they might hit a a different audience, a black audience for one, but I still, I was still very much entertained by it the way that you said where it is, it's such a movie and it's a, it's a type, it's a type of movie. This is maybe sounds like a stupid fucking point, but still it's like, it's a type of movie, maybe even from like the 90s or something like that, where this guy has the sensibilities of like what the, the type of movie he's always wanted to make. It seems like he's had practice with stage plays and, and making, um, making being like a playwright. He seems like a, a playwright, really. And I could totally picture him. And he probably has on like one act plays with this character. And sure. It's, and it's clearly just a magnetic energy to the character. So much so that I feel like it's not even something that he has to overwrite when he's in that moment of being Medea, that he can just slip into the skin of that character and be Medea. And that's the most electric, fun part of the movie. And that's what has perpetuated the brand that you're that you're talking about. I feel like that. Well, he himself has perpetuated that, but it's hard to imagine that without Medea. <laughs> it's hard to imagine him being. Tyler Perry, you know, presents without he probably would still 
be doing that way in some way, shape, or form. He's Disney and Marvel in that in that situation where he is just like coming in as I've made other films that are in the vein of my voice, but Medea is going to be the IP that we are going to build up the most. And then just creating such a Marvel Disney energy about yeah, it's obviously not at that level, but it's still massive. Like he's able to make these projects and make these Medea movies. And he, he, uh, so we we're starting at kind of the ground level of it, but he goes on to make like eight or 12 of like Medea. And, movies. and this, and this makes sense <laughs> to me. Like, I don't want to make it seem like, like, what the fuck? Why are they making so many Medea movies? Like, what's the deal? That is not like not what I'm saying. The, yeah. And even I'm still fluctuating on my score, but not what my score I think is going to represent either. It's going to be, it's going to be very subjective about, about just my feelings of this movie and, and and watching it and everything like that. But I just want to take those variables into account that, yeah, maybe, maybe it's not for me, uh, certain, certain things, uh, about this movie or it's not, I'm not maybe necessarily it's intended audience, but there are a lot of things that are universal about this in terms mm-hmm. of like the themes of family and community and the love there. And there's such a heart to this movie that it's magnetic. Um, yeah. Yeah, I've mentioned a Hallmark movie, and it is that plus a, a much bigger heart and a much uh, and a and a more of an edge to it um, about the with the comedy and everything like that. That is, and of course the drama, which but I don't know. Some of the Hallmark stuff gets pretty dicey as far as the the drama as well. But I like the comedy a lot in this movie, and I think I was I was finding myself cracking up. Uh, so much just anytime Medea of course is a scene sealer in the room um, yeah that all, all of that stuff really worked for me the stuff that didn't work was yeah like I don't really care for multiple Tyler Perry's in the room um, like that that was something that's just I don't know I loved <laughs> Nutty Professor as a kid like I loved that movie and I thought yeah like Eddie Murphy playing multiple it's people it's funnier yeah, for great. sure. And I just I don't know, maybe it's played out or something and, and it was just like a time and place sort of thing, but yeah, that it's just it's funny. Like it's I, I would yeah, I, I get where why you're being apprehensive in that moment of being the time time and place because yeah, I think it is antiquated, but it is also really funny and somebody being really silly where mm-hmm. I the the problem with the brother in this is that he is too sexualized. Like if you just are silly and stupid and goofy, I think you can be old, you can be kind of more stereotypical, and this movie has this weird like un like maybe i just wanted yeah, morality to it i just wanted where more you can be mean and silly at the same time sorry yeah 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 you're right and they i'm glad that they put him in his place uh helen's mother sure. i'm glad that that she did but you know maybe part of it was i just like i was very happy and satisfied with medea and if there was going to be that character <laughs> that that's that's cool for her to work off of but I didn't need any more Tyler Perry. Like her, him being um, Medea was was enough for me. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, but he's cool. I, I thought that was just that was just distra- that was just distracting. Maybe this is a um um a minor you know, point. Uh, but this is my review, damn it! And I'm gonna. Yeah, sorry. I'm, gonna, I'm yeah. I'm gonna speak my. I feel feelings. like I hijacked it. I'm sorry. Oh, you're you're all good, man. Because I'm just coming to 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 terms with just my 
emotional reaction during the movie because yeah i it's not that bad right it's really not that bad um there's things that that really oh, what a give it give it those just score. take me just, give it. just take me away from uh okay. the enjoyment of this movie and in a way that just drag drag it down so much and that is the second half of this movie is just yeah. a bummer is a bummer <laughs> of a movie the very beginning is is hard once she hooks up with Medea and that little chunk right there i have a blast she's hanging out with orlando she's she's hanging out with Medea. she's she's getting advice she's like court she's courting orlando and and charles is out of the picture at that point which he should be the minute Charles starts getting wrapped up in all this bullshit with the drugs and everything, it's just like, I, I, it's, it turns into this like ensemble sort of piece about, uh, I don't know this, I, and I call it karma, but it's not that it's, it's, it's more based in, in the Christian faith. So it, it is kind of this weird sort of godly justice that's coming. And then the way that, that wraps out in the end in, in religion um i think it's it all of that all that stuff uh works in the movie but it, it also plays into people's actions and how its own movie is like treating those people w- who do those actions right. and i think that is it's so harsh and mean towards people and their flaws without giving the proper moments for forgiveness and it's fair yeah. So much more totally so fair, man. More salacious about the the drama and the the. It's bad, like reality TV. I get it. Sure, sure, yeah. yeah. And you just you're like you can't turn away. Yeah. And you just you kind of eat it up, right? But I can. You're you're being such a critic right now, and it's totally okay for you to do that. <laughs> I I fucking get it. Like I really do because. Yeah, all of the things that you're saying is that it doesn't do a lot of things well. You're absolutely right. I I love romance in a movie. I I love gritty drama. Uh, And if you are going to spend the time to show every single moment of someone drowning and slowly sinking into a bathtub like a horror movie, or if you could show every single moment of someone getting dragged of their house, kicking and screaming. Uh, I would like a little bit more time spent on like, how are we going to deal with this? Like, how are we going to work past this? Um, and you know, for, she gets there with her and this is where I like it, where she gets there with her family and her community and they help her and she spends time with them and gets to know, goes back to kind of her roots and reconnects and that stuff is there as well. So it's 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 a hard one for me to fully take as a full uh package because the second half is so much to do with Charles and it's so much to do <laughs> with him and and yeah. it really is like it goes all, all oh, oh his, absolutely his lawsuit and and then him being paralyzed and then um both more of my favorite things Orlando and Medea are kind of given the short shrift and then they're kind of forgotten about until the end and then they're kind of brought back out when they're needed like a utility belt or something but there's some like stuff that's hard yeah. for me to work past there um and i yeah so it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a more subpar score for me 
I'm going to do a 42, 42%. And it's something where I was, fair. I was hovering in the, in the middling it's area. Fair. And in, in, throughout these conversations, I always fluctuate constantly going up and down, up and down. Me too. Um, but I think I had to start going lower than 50 at least because. Yeah. Right. Some real like. In, ah, there's, there's some moments that, that have some implications that are hard for me are to, not, to, yeah. to work. They're not thought out. Yeah. They're not like thought out maybe, at all. Yeah. Maybe there's, but then, ah, yeah, it's so hard. Cause you bring up like Medea as like a brand and like the, the beginning and the origins of that. And I can picture, I don't know. Wasn't there like a Medea goes to jail or something? That's yeah. Uh-huh. That's funny. There's also a horror version of this as well. So like, this is the jumping off point for Tyler Perry becoming a brand that makes a Halloween Medea, a Christmas Medea, uh, just all of these things. And yeah, I mean, I'm not thrilled about the exploitation of IPs and I brought that up in my review. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, I don't know. I, I totally get where you're coming from. This, I mean, this is a fran. I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm okay with this as a franchise like this. It makes sense. And, and, uh, for him to, to, uh, it seems because within this movie, it almost seems like he doesn't have enough time to get everything out. It seems like he's really uh, trying to like. It like, is, it, yeah. To, have, to me, it's to yeah. Have, like the this, this right. This character. This is a proof of concept for all of these things that I'm going to do, oh, and they're going to become yeah, their really yeah. This uh, own um, <laughs> these uh, for a second. That's what I was doing. Then I thought he's, about he's that. a puppet. Yeah, he's uh, a he's a ventriloquist. He's yeah. He's just he's yeah. He's, he's, um, the, he, he is, he, he posits a lot of things and that's, that would be my, and that was my critique of this movie is, is that he, this is like the proof of concept for a lot of different ideas, but it doesn't make for a good movie. Like this makes for a medium movie. And I would just like, I was wrestling between like you talked about, and I do this every time we do these, uh, podcasts is that like I was at. At fun Medea times, I'm at a 71, but like this movie doesn't get like this whole horror movie element of this is so fucked up. Like this is a 42 and then I'm like wrestling between a 71 and a 42 and I hit that lower side of the yeah. spectrum. Yeah, I'm at, I'm at that 42. Oh, for sure. And I totally get it. Yeah. As, uh, yeah, I would leave That's that saying. 42. Uh, I, I, yeah, <laughs> I'm at that. I'm at that lower side. But right. uh, now we will do audience reviews. We'll see if we do this again. This is an interesting uh, structure. Yeah. Um, but I just have to I just have to show that we have. Going on Amazon for reviews, we have eighty three hundred reviews 4.8 out of 5 86 percent of the reviews are five star of the 8,000. people fucking love this movie people love it you know what and good for them we've yeah. talked about oh it. yeah dude you i mean that's the thing is like i i still we get it we like get it here at polarized pod i just want to let we people get know it listening like i get it but it's just yeah not, not, i feel like i get it it's just not for me and i feel like if you also have another Medea movie that you like a lot more, please send me that one as well. Cause I'll watch but this it. is, but what, what I can understand being this situation, or maybe I'm an idiot. Like this is the best. This, right. That's what I, that's what I would and say. And is, I don't like, get it. We, I think, 
I I have a feeling we watched the best Medea movie out of the bunch, and this is like the Rolls Royce, the end all be all of Medea. But the reason being is because this had so much good Medea energy that it generated us like it it it, it proved the concept enough that you can make a bunch of other Medea movies. And yeah, it's there. I get it. All right, let's do uh let's do audience reviews. Glenn, five stars. A different exploration of how a woman ha- who has been sorely mistreated can win. Yeah. The, the Perry characters could play very specific stereotyped roles to address certain problems. Medea is the true mad black woman in this film, clearly not having overcome the damage from her own relationships not sure. as she engages in destructive behavior on behalf of her grandchild. This yeah, film, not true. This film relies on a number of different tools to teach both certain Christian values as well as provide life lessons, although some are for comedy, not serious. Although some non-blacks may find it hard to appreciate this <laughs> film. Non-blacks. Like very well done. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, as with it seems all of Perry's movie, the main characters are all very attractive, except the Perry costume characters who represent the coarser side. It's a somewhat Christian film with a very specific gold carry to the end. Oh, cool. Okay, that's a great, yeah. It's a really interesting take on it. Because, yeah, they are so stand, like, they're so noticeable in real human beings because of their Tyler Perry and a bunch of makeup. Um, yeah, I being, guess, but he, he, like, you wouldn't, yeah. as well, I guess, like, right. It's there are extremely if, attractive people, and then I guess he wants to, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, he he's, I'm, I'm, I bet he's had an interesting life. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we'll go to Sweet Naomi, God's daughter. Five stars. Titled Sad, Funny. Sad, Funny, and Uplifting. I saw this movie when it first came out over 10 years ago, and it still touches my heart. Thank you, Jesus. It's because Jesus is at the center of it all. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And, and like, I mean, that's like to have that message in a movie, like, praise be to God as, yeah, praise be to God, um, <laughs> as, as a, as a religious person to see that, uh, I, I mean, I'm, as this reviewer, I would assume to see these messages in a big movie must be great. It must be great to like, have that be like at the center of like the um right resolution and like the climax and how the main character is going to get through the end of her issues is by consulting her mother and her grandma and having them be like you need to pray and listen to god and yeah i'm sure i don't know there's there's some family oriented people out there that are watching it on hallmark or something and being like yeah absolutely like my kids need to listen to me and god more and stop torturing their ex-husbands. Or actually torture them more. That's what they should do. That's what I would do. <laughs> right. Um, all right. I'll do a couple more. Um, yeah. Cindy F. Five stars. Funny with a few moments of intensity. I love this movie. Some people are too sensitive to appreciate it. It does show some abuse of an adult. <laughs> <laughs> it is realistic. The story, the story is just like shows abuse of an adult. It is, it is realistic. The story is touching, accurate, and at times nothing less than hilarious. 
It shows how a woman faces and heals from abuse. It does not happen overnight. It takes time. Mm, I would argue it. Uh, argue it doesn't overnight. give me. <laughs> it takes some good people around her, and sh she has to take one day at a time. There is no quick cure from abuse. The laughter offsets the intensity of the movie. It is so well done. I, yeah. I mean, th I, those themes are there. I, I think I would just argue it's a little more like like a little less earned than I would hope. Like I think those themes are there if, and it's up to you if or if it's going to hit you. Yeah, you know, I would the, yeah. Just like the, for the sure. doesn't feel like the the time has passed where that passage of time and that growth is earned as much. Right. I would just say yeah, like I you're extrapolating like that person's doing more work than the movie is giving. Like it it is assuming you think about it like that, but it doesn't present it visually um like that at all. Like there's not there's supposed to be more time, but we've joked and laughed about because it's totally true of the editing of this movie where it just, it seems like one day after the next things are happening that way. And yeah, like I get that it is supposed to show healing over time and that's what's attractive to this, but it seems like people really are able to overcome huge personal um inadequacies quickly and that's yeah uh i will do one more um cliff five stars titled family loved it i have just recently <laughs> discovered the medea movies we watched the medea funeral movie and fell in love we are a wasp family w-a-s <laughs> oh god i didn't know what this meant i had to look i just had to look it up white anglo-saxon protestant yeah, protestant. I, yeah. I'm, I'm a dummy i'm a square i don't know things but so I never picked this up before, but it is a Christian movie everybody can relate to. My teen boys were not bored a second. Go watch it now. Wow. Teen boys. Teen boys like it. Teen boys. Teen wasp boys. Yikes. Uh, yeah. I did not know what that meant. We are, I am learning things today, ladies and gentlemen. I did not expect to learn that, that term on the Medea podcast today, but here we are. Here we are. Mm. Um. Okay, Angela, five stars. Love this movie. Love this movie. Watch it to practice a monologue for, for from the movie for an audition. Nice, Kimberly, Kimberly oh. an amazing job. She deserves an Oscar for this role. Totally. She like oh man stuff man like she, she sells she the shit out that of that dinner stuff. scene. Oh my god. Oh my god. Holy shit. That whole fucking yeah. A horror movie part of this movie oh my goodness like oh my god well i'm ready to wrap this up or you're gonna get me started <laughs> on that whole that whole scene again um, yeah let's do it i have an idea for a movie that we i okay. kept browsing around recently and i brought up with you you seem somewhat interested i think last time i brought it up with you armageddon okay because the next time we're gonna see a movie together it's gonna be together so Armageddon oh sounds my, fun. Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah, that's right. We are going to go see a concert together uh, pretty soon. Mm -hmm. um, so you're saying you would like to watch it then? We're going to watch it then and then before the concert's at seven, right? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, sometime around that. Yeah. We, and then we do it. We're going to do a live record. Yeah, I think we could. Or we do it, yeah. We can we can do it after the concert or after. No, the <laughs> the thing tired. is, is that I'm positioning myself to be 
I could be done with work around like 4.30. And then if we watch this movie together, it's going to be six-ish. And then we go, right? Yeah. Um, we can. I can find a more... Uh like a shorter movie or like a movie that well you know, what, like, what's the movie or what's some i'll, I'll throw oh, yeah. i'll throw out uh another one uh ace ventura when nature calls we've seen that movie yes. a million times yep. we can throw it on while we get ready and we yep. know what's coming yep. and we can yep uh you absolutely know, share with everyone spoiler it is alert, polarized i love, love for that movie um i have it on my list i'm i should definitely look it up so i can give the people uh what they want is that sweet, sweet Rotten Tomato score. That's what they want here in Polarized. That's what they like, fucking give want. Me that, give me that Rotten Tomato score. Oh, that's all. Polar Bears. Yeah, twenty five percent and seventy two percent. Yikes! What is the original? Yikes! Uh, Ace Ventura rated. Because, also, spoiler alert. I like this one better. Oh, I'm already yeah. giving it away. I'm already giving it away. But I will tell you. Um. This we were five years old when I came out. 49% uh, critics and 57% audience for the OG Ace Ventura. That's interesting. So this has a higher audience score na- when nature calls and a lower critic score. <laughs> it just like, so that's, that kind of almost like proves that you can make a movie that's like divisive, but still, I don't know, like successful more so to at least one group of people. That's what a polarizing movie is, yeah, to, like more mag- yeah, magnetize the other direction so you pushed it further the other way rather than just be like a lukewarm, bland thing, I guess. But uh, no, totally, that's a great that, yeah, call that's Ace Ventura one the lukewarm, uh, bland thing, but you know, certain things don't hold up well in that movie, a villain, uh, for one. But um, I will read if anyone's interested about the synopsis for Ace Ventura and Nature Calls, I will do that. Legendary pet detective Ace Ventura. Uh, Jim Carrey returns for another adventure when he's coerced out of retirement while in a soul-searching retreat in the Himalayas. He must now retrieve an endangered white bat from the village located in Africa. The sacred animal was offered up as a wedding dowry from the Wachutu prince to the Wachutu princess. (laughs) And if Ace can't track down the culprit behind the kidnapping in time, civil civil war will break out between the two rival tribes. This white oh bat is a God. big deal. And you would think Ace Ventura would love, Guano. would love bats, but he loves all animals, right? Ooh, yep, he does. There's no, a rhino does. scene. There's a rhino yeah, scene. Well, yeah, how much does he love rhinos? There's definitely a rhino scene in this movie. Everyone thinks of that. Ooh, Robin Hood, Men in Tights. What's wrong with critics? How did they not like that movie? That's a polarizing movie. All right, that's going to happen one day. Cool. Well, Ace Ventura when nature calls 1995. We are doing it. Um, this has been diary of a mad black woman. It has. Foyer into the media verse. Um, we hope you enjoyed two white men, uh, giving their thoughts, <laughs> Talking and, about, uh, thoughts yeah, and opinions wrong. on the, <laughs> on the <laughs> franchise that is not made for us. Um, <laughs> no, it's, it's made for it. It's made for everyone. I think he, I mean, I'm not going to get back into it. No, don't do it. We did it. Do it. We did it. We fucking did it. We did um, it. Thank you, Brandon. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, for, for of you course, man. Taking this ride through um, the Mediaverse with me. Uh, we. Are- oh, now I'm the forever guest. Okay. <laughs> I uh, see what's yeah. happening. Yeah. Um, you stay here. <laughs> this is the proverbial studio. Yeah. Um, 
and I will I will be back. To mm-hmm. well, I guess the no, the guest would be the one visiting. The host would just live. Hey, everybody on the podcast universe, uh, follow us on Twitter. Uh, email us if you like what we're doing or hate what we're doing. Polarize uh, the pod polarize at gmail.com. Pod minus the right Twitter. Um, yeah, this has been great. I oh, hope yeah, everybody in, enjoyed it. And we, we introduce newcomers and we're going to exit newcomers. Thank you for uh, a new <laughs> coming. Thank you for coming with us. Um, this has been diary of the mad black woman, James. This was amazing. Thank you. And I'm please come again. Please, come yeah, again. please, please. And again, come again <laughs> and again. Uh, yeah, and again. Oops, just come. Just right now. Okay. Okay, <laughs> bye-bye. We'll leave there. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>